You want to see the hair? Oh, yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that it's growing, man. Yeah, getting there. Don't know how I feel about that Steelers t-shirt, though. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> That's fine. You're from a state that doesn't have a football team, so. That's very true. <laughs> true. You're, have you're, from you're from a state that doesn't have sports. If <laughs> cows and dick ball. Matt. I have to find my sports where I can get them. Pigs. Nothing but pigs in that pig, state. Pig chasing. Pigs. Hot right, well, I'm going to turn off my camera. Fine. Want Be that way. That. We don't want to fucking see you anyways. God. You know, oh, once right. we start, my fucking internet's going to go to shit. Always. Oh, oh, now. This as soon as we start cool. recording, it's just like, <laughs> I'm going to turn, uh, turn into not being able to understand anything anyone's saying. I got a, I got a, uh, I got a good intro for you, Fluffy. If you want one, yeah, because yes. there's too much tomfoolery going around. Damn it, Davis, and so, I need you to really just bring the game. Okay, I got bring it together. I got a story. Okay. All right. So, anyways, a couple weekends ago, I had a wedding to go to. So, you know, just a normal wedding, and just sitting there, and you know, the groom and the and the bridesmaids, you know, go one by one up the aisle, and I noticed this one couple, this like. One group, um, it's just, I don't know, she was probably in her low 30s, I would say. And the guy's like in his probably 70s, 80s, you know. And it's, you know, it's not uncommon to see that, you know, someone's probably has some scrampas or, you know, groomsmen, you know, it happens. So, wedding happens, you know, then we go to the reception, we're just sitting there and they're doing the introductions. And I took, to, I turned to my coworker, um, and it's like, you know, it's like, you know, is that his grandpa or something? He's like, no, that's his that's his husband. Like, this old guy and the, this younger girl are married, apparently. And the first thing that popped in my head was, I don't know if you guys seen Big Daddy, like the old Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, I've it's, seen it. Yeah. Probably the last good Adam Sandler movie, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was, yeah, certainly in that, that era of Adam Sandler, just... So the first thing that popped in my head was the part where an Am Sander comes in and finds um, his girlfriend who was cheating on him with the old guy. <laughs> old man balls. And <laughs> I turned to my coworker and was like, I bet he has a five-year plan. And he looks at me and was like, what's his five-year plan? Not to die? <laughs> and like the next ten minutes, it's literally Big Daddy quotes. And oh, my God. <laughs> It was the most amazing thing ever, but I wish it well, man. but it just reminded me of Big Daddy, and I had probably the, the best 10 minutes of my life, for or not my life, probably the, for the year. <laughs> you know, what, what, do you think, uh, what do you think his secret was? Was he rich or uh, ripped, or what was um, the deal? My, if I was a betting man, I mm-hmm. would say he has money. Okay. Because so, she was, she was um, of the attractive type, and he was of the old type. Yeah, she was, she was, you know, attractive, attractive, very attractive. Um, he is very, very old. Um, you probably say grandfather level, very grandfather level. I mean, we're looking at seventy, eighties. I'm just guessing. This is like an Anna Nicole Smith situation. Um, yeah. Your typical late December relationship. Not as greasy, if that makes Mm. sense. Sure. Um, But yeah. 
That um, that's my story. God. I, like I mean, I think I think the moral to take away from all this is like people play that intro music. Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. It's fluffy and the admiral playing with their fingers. Great timing. <laughs> oh, God damn, dude. Um, at least it wasn't like five minutes at the end of the was, show, you know. I was we got to change say, it up once in a while. <laughs> I was going to say, like, people people always say, like, like keep your nest egg or whatever. But I think the takeaway is, like, keep your keep your 20-year-old nest egg. <laughs> Start building that. No, uh, the, the key is get rich and marry 30-year-old women. That's the key yeah. of life, Fluffy. Old man got it down. We're just living in his dream. It just seems like a lot of work. It does. Know. It does. Yeah, I'm I'm content of where I am. <laughs> Except yeah, for my hair. Yet, so my, ha- time. my hair needs to be cut. It is a little bit ridiculous in the back. The front's all party, but the back. <laughs> <laughs> the back's wait, getting wait. a little long. No, sorry. The, the front's all business. The back's all party. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah no, all party in the front, business in the back. He's got bangs down <laughs> yeah. to like his cheekbones, but the high and tight in the back. <laughs> you, look, you look like one of the misfits. There you guys go. You fucking, oh, I, I bet I could do the like misfits. A, yeah, I could do like a sweet devil lock. There you the go. Front. There we go. Look at that, Thanks, boys. Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Every you know, this is why we're a quality podcast because we can do visual bits, and uh, right. our listeners really appreciate it. Um, we should probably introduce our guests to, I guess, yeah, because, for the first um, time in a fair uh, few number of episodes, we have a new guest. I know, right? We suckered someone into this, like, I brought him off the street. You're welcome. <laughs> we went to Davis and we're like, we're like, uh, you haven't paid your tribute recently. Uh, who, uh, who are you sacrificing? <laughs> and he's like, well, I got this dude. I could probably trick him. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So first time on the show, um, Dixie Flatline. How you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Certainly uh, a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk to you guys about the the wonderful world of Destiny and, and gaming in general. So excited awesome. to be here. How do you uh, how do you know our good friend Davis here? Um, well, I, I've known Davis for for several years now. Uh, we primarily no met through uh, <laughs> we primarily <laughs> met through Clan. Um, uh, basically a, a buddy of mine that I used to work, you know, IRL with years ago, started a clan. Um, and uh, Davis joined that. And, and I was kind of a, a part of that just because I knew him. And he's like, hey, why don't you come join my clan? You can come run stuff with us. And, and you know, you don't have to kind of like be out here all by yourself, you know, desperate for your first legendary drop. 
uh, it was a shadow price by the way um, <laughs> you know and and you know it was it was really cool to sort of be able to have a, a community to engage which was which was not a huge thing that I'd done before um, this same dude he had had a socom clan way back in the day socom 2 more specifically and so we played a lot there too and then you know destiny just kind of became the game that we all played together and so Davis was a member of that and we started playing together running together a bunch and uh, then when that clan sort of died and, and shifted into the the current clan that we're a part of um, you know I kind of came along because that was really my core group of people um, cool. so you know Davis was was certainly at the center of that and we still run together most of the time so yep yeah we've yeah. definitely we've uh, we've done the best that we can to distance ourselves from Davis over the years um, <laughs> <laughs> we saw yeah, the opportunity rid of me man I, I know. I was like, I was like, uh, nips, nips. There's the doors open. Someone left the door open. Let's sneak through the back. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Uh, Davis, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Yeah, kinda tired. Um, kind of hot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of been been a warm summer for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Midwest summer is is not being kind this year. Uh, we had like a couple of days of respite where I'm at a couple of days ago. It was kind of like mild and not terrible, and then mm -hmm. now it's like immediately back over a hundred, and the humidity's at like a you know ninety eight percent. So mm -hmm. exciting Sir, where, times. Uh, where are you about? Uh, southeast Missouri. So, oh, okay. You know, kind of right on that that southern lip where everything starts to get really gross. So. Yeah, my well, wife's Missouri. from St. Louis. Gross. Who would have seen that coming? Yeah. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not bad. Like I said, I hate to make fun of it, but I, I walked out of work this afternoon and, and it just, you know, the, the sweltering wave of heat that just slams you in the face was like, ah, yes. Why do I live here? Yeah, you know, like some yeah, things are wave cool. of heat that makes you question living in Missouri. Yeah, it's like, what am I doing with my life? I had so many options, and this is what I chose. <laughs> we've been we've been getting like nailed with thunderstorms uh, this we've year. Got none of it, yeah. by the way. Our yeah. week's been dry and sunny. And yeah, you're supposed to get hit by those that, those rains too, and never it went all north. Materialize, yeah, yeah. So at least you got a little, I guess, hopefully heat break from that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was nice not being in the hundreds. Yep. Enjoyed it. Actually, it was really fucked up. So I went to um, I went to the UP to hang out at my cousin's cabin for a few days over the weekend and a couple of days of this week. And um, it was like 90 something when we arrived. So it was like the same as what it had been uh, in Minnesota. Um, and then we got a huge like front that pushed through and it was like 50s to low 70s the rest of the weekend. Well, and I did glorious. not. Well, it is, except I didn't pack a hoodie. Like, because mm. I looked at the weather and the weather said 70 was as cold as it was going to get. So I was just sure. like, what the fuck? You so I was like, gotta pack a hoodie though when you're up north. That's well, like, I know. I always have one. I always have one at the cabin and I brought a flannel and a long sleeve. But I was like, it's not getting below 70. Like, I will be fine with a flannel and a long sleeve. And it did not get much above 70 at all. Like <laughs> there was a lot of time in the fifties and like wind off of the lake. So it's just like, it's cold. Yeah. Lake Superior is no joke. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. 
the watching the weather change on that lake is crazy. It's basically an inland sea. Yeah. I didn't know this. It doesn't get much above 43 degrees. Yeah. It's, the water stays cold year round. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it stays cold, but I didn't realize it stayed that fucking cold. Like, 10 degrees <laughs> above freezing is, like, as warm as it gets. Put a little damper on the kids trying to uh, <laughs> swim? Or well, no, no, it was yeah. just me. Yeah, it was just me this weekend. But, like, I went paddleboarding, and, um, you know, you got to walk out on big fucking rocks to get out anywhere in that lake. It's not like a sandy beach that you just walk out. Um, so you're, like, trying to navigate rocks while also trying to get your legs out of the water as fast as possible and onto the board. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, like, as I'm going, like, my... My thought process was, if I fell off the board, could I swim to shore before hypothermia sets in? Mm-hmm. It's a reasonable thought process to be having. It's a it's yeah. a weird, weird fucking lake, man, because there's like not fish swimming around everywhere. It's so cold. There's not like a bunch of like foliage on the bottom. Like there's not a bunch of seaweed and moss growing everywhere because it's too cold. Right. It's just it's different for sure. Just the uh, the souls of all the sailors who drowned. Yeah, yeah, that's another creepy thing about that lake. She doesn't like to give up her dead. <laughs> right. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and all that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot, man. 70s folk. Let's do this. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. You don't know you don't know that song? Shut up. You don't know that song? It's cool, I mean, it's actually a cool song. It was this yeah, this is this Canadian guy in the the seventies and he read a newspaper story about a boat, like a it went down in Lake Superior and uh called the Edmund Fitzgerald and he wrote this whole song about it, it became this huge thing. Yeah. And we actually listened to it at least three times this past weekend. Yeah. Nice. It's on one of the yeah, playlists. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna track. say it's it's also on one of our playlists. Right, I'll <laughs> take that one out. It's it's a good song though. It really is. Yeah, kind of one of those like '70s folk ballads, you know, not not yeah. quite like John Denver level or anything, but it's certainly certainly yeah. memorable. On <laughs> yeah. bar, fair enough. Yeah, that was it was fun. Um, you guys got anything fun cooking up for the fourth? I am heading back to my hometown. Uh, my kid's birthday is actually Saturday. Oh, cool. Doing a bunch of stuff. She wants to go go karting. So we have one of those. I don't know if you have them, but it's called pole position. It's like it's a go kart in place, but it's like they're like souped up go karts. Yeah. Like high end. Yeah. They go like 40, 50, 60 miles an hour, depending on the place you're going to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So these guys are pretty fast. And I took her, took her there once and she had a good time and she wanted to do that for her birthday. I'm like, oh, let's do it. Nice. So that's cool, man. Are you going with like a group of people or are you just going with her no, or what, what's just the plan? Me, just me, her and her sister. So we're not doing anything big. Um, we're going to do that. Then we're going to just grab whatever she wants for supper. And then uh, I think we're going to go see uh, the new Minions movie. Which I believe comes out tomorrow. It does. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. July 1st. Yeah. So yeah, we actually rewatched the 2015 one. Just Minions. Whatever oh. it is, uh, we watched that tonight. Actually, my son wasn't feeling good, so I was like, "Yeah, hey, let's watch 
something ridiculous and goofy because that'll take your mind off not feeling good. So. Yeah. So action pack Saturday and I'm going to be broke after everything's said and done. And <laughs> yeah. And then we're on back to buy hometown on Sunday and spend the night. See the extended family. Nice. That's about it. Yeah. That's the awesome. uh, Taking a family to the movies is not a cheap ordeal. <laughs> No, or the um, go kart place. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, depending on how many how many rounds you do or how much time you do, that's always expensive. But the movie thing per, you know, your dollar per hour at the movies is pretty pretty high level. Yeah, food or beverages. So Dixie knows the story because I bitch to him about it all the time. But I took my kids to see Doctor Strange. What was that a month and a half ago? Two months ago? Yeah, two months. The theater, yeah. And. I dropped, I don't know, 50 bucks. And I went to like the matinee and did like everything super cheap, as cheap as possible. And I still have to pay 50 bucks for it. And like a month and a half later, it's out on Disney Plus now. So <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Like, yeah, I just waited that month and a half. So that's, now, yeah. now the rule is anything that's non Disney, we'll go see in the theaters, like pretty much this movie we're going to go see this Saturday. So. But see, they're going to get you because like the other movie places have started doing that, too. So like HBO Max will get movies while they're in the theater. True, but if I know if HBO Max will have them, I'll probably get like just a month's worth of HBO Max and then cancel it. It'd still be cheaper than going to the theater and watching it. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we... I love the theater and all, but my my wife and I are very much on the uh, check it out when it releases, mm-hmm. you know, or and we'll either rent it or buy it or stream it. One of the two. Like, I have no problem spending five, six bucks on a rental. Yeah. And or, it wasn't like anything like Doctor Strange was a good movie. I, I yeah. mean, I liked it. My youngest was so pissed because really. Oh, well, spoilers. Well. Yeah, don't spoil it. I, I want to see it. I just saw actually tonight oh, really? when we were up for dinner. Yeah, I just saw that it was uh, it was available. So that's on my list of shit to watch this weekend. There's a person she wanted to see, and she's pissed how it ended. How about that? Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, it's on my list of things to watch too. I haven't done it. We we had the to- coin toss between seeing uh, Doctor Strange or seeing everything everywhere all at once. Oh, we went with everything everywhere all at once and. Mm-hmm. You flipped the right direction with that one. As much as I enjoyed Doctor Strange, everything everywhere all at once is. I thought it was an, fantastic. It's on another level. Yeah, <laughs> is that, that rentable now? Or is that I believe it still? is. It's mm-hmm. either out now or it will be shortly, like within the next week or two. I know yeah, it's I out on know. like rental VOD, and then I think is physical okay. media physical media should be out within the next week or two. Yeah. Cool. Then I can I can stream it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that movie hey, is is to. to top to bottom banger like it just doesn't stop it's incredible yeah, i'm excited i really like that actress too i like her Michelle so much. Yeah. yeah always yeah. since uh what was it super cop 3 police story 3 i don't remember what i think it was super cop in america but police story 3 the one where she she ramped a dirt bike onto a train oh um, really yeah like it's nuts like her her stunt work in hong kong is absolutely incredible i guess most people I mean, she was in that James Bond movie, and then she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and all that. Yeah. But right. she was but, in. A, she was in. Um, yeah, she was definitely in some kung fu flicks too. Yeah, like, Police Story oh, yeah. Three Super Cop is the the one that got got her introduced to American audiences. 
Yeah, because yeah. like J- Jackie Chan just did. I, I don't know how he convinced her. It, she like falls out of a car in that movie. Like it's crazy all the stuff that happened to her on that flick. But it it established her as like premier Hong Kong kung fu actor supreme. So um, yeah, she's amazing, and she's amazing in that movie. But the real stand, I mean, like she's incredible. She's incredible in everything she does. But Kihi Kwan, uh, short round from yep. Indiana Jones, like he is. Like the fact that that dude has not been acting in Hollywood for the last thirty years is a crime. He's right. so, he so good, good. in so that movie. Good. Oh like, man, is, I am even more excited. Yeah, like he's he is. He, they give him like this Tony Leung shot um, in in one of the scenes because you know they're jumping all these universes that have different you know the remixed in different ways, and he's like super svelte in one of these universes, and it looks like a shot from like um, Lust Caution or something. It's it's just incredible. Like he's he's great. Like the whole flick is great, but he's really really good in it. Well, that's super cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I'm really excited. Um. So Davis has birthday stuff going on. Dixie, you got anything going on for the holiday or for the weekend? Um, nothing too specific. It's it's a long weekend for me, which is nice. Um, you know, so I will have a bit of extra time. We just redid uh, my daughter's bedroom. Like we repainted and and uh, sort of shifted everything around. We just put her bed together tonight. So I think we might need to go do some shopping for a few more pieces. So we might just go cool. do that as a family, just go goof around, maybe go see a movie. I don't know. I, like we kind of have passing interest in minions. We're not, you know, obviously we're not expecting grand things out of it, but, oh, you know, but it'll make you, it'll make you laugh. It's, it'll it's be silly and funny, yeah. you know, so that might yeah. be fun. I'm expecting Emmy and Emmy nomination type levels. Emmy award for movies, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Illumination kind of just knows what their yeah. audience is looking for these <laughs> days, and they're more than happy to give it to them. Um, I was really surprised, and I was, you know, I, I do a movie podcast, so I'm, I'm sure it'll come up at some point. So, I mean, I, I talk about and watch movies a lot, but I was really impressed. You know, DreamWorks has always kind of been bottom tier animated stuff for me. Um, you know, they rely on the same basic tropes for most of their movies. They're very simple. Every once in a while, they'll have like, you know, oh, Boss Baby was okay. You know, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, most of the time it's like very, very low stuff. But uh, the bad guys that came out not too long ago was sort of like an interesting step, really playing with their design, like their actual animation style, doing a lot of really cool, more like traditional hand drawn animation stuff in their 3D animation stuff. Hmm, so kind of cool. like an interesting style. And and. and I saw a trailer for their next movie and they're doing similar stuff. So somebody at DreamWorks has finally been like, okay, we can't just have a main character that, that sort of grins snarkily and raises one eyebrow. Like we have to move beyond that because that's what every character in our movies has been for the last 30 years. So we kind of need to step in the right direction. <laughs> and, and so somebody's doing some good things there. So I'm kind of excited for, for some of the stuff they do. But if you haven't seen bad guys, I actually enjoyed that one quite a bit too. Sam Rockwell does the lead character and he's, always good so like i said it was it was surprising like we watched it and i was like that was that was better than i was expecting so uh i'm excited one for that one <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good kid, flick my kiddo has all those those books so we've read a bunch mm-hmm. of them same, same. yeah this, i i saw that they were making a movie i'm like oh this this actually has enough material to be a very good kids movie like a funny yeah. kids movie so that's cool um, oh, yeah, nothing too big, though, in terms of July uh, 4th plans. I want to circle back, talk about the podcast, but Admiral Lips, what are you doing? 
Uh, so Karina's best friend came up for the weekend, so she'll be hanging out at the house, uh, and we're going to go back to the farm on Sunday. Bryce is bringing his family and the dog, and so it'll be basically the 4th of July will be spent just hanging out with the family and having the four full-size dogs play, you know, like... And and, and Dexter. Oh, yeah, and Nessie is... Threatening to bring his tiny little dog Dexter to come up and hang out with the, uh, I think the smallest one is 35 pounds and can fly like the wind. <laughs> Probably wow. lap Dexter about 12 times by the time he runs 20 feet. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm team Dexter on this one. I think he's going to assert his dominance and really put all all those puppies in their place. But it's possible. I mean, that's the thing is the oldest one of that group is like two and a half years old. They're all young and full of energy, but I took Aries into the vet this week and he is now 47 pounds. So he has not grown taller or longer and his waist hasn't gotten any wider. It's just all in his chest as he continues to pack on the muscles. (laughs) But yeah, it's, Yeah. uh, it's going pretty well. So, but yeah, so it's just going to be hanging out there, swimming at the pool. It's going to be low 80s here, so we'll just hang out, enjoy the day. Nice. But nothing major. Um, cool. That's cool. You? I think we're going to keep it. Well, we, we were going to go up to my parents' place, but we had to change that. My kid got a like skin thing, and so we have to, which sucks, because I was going to work up there for like 12 days. Um, but we're going to stay here instead. But um, we were planning on redoing their bedroom. So it's funny that you said the bedroom thing, because I'm pretty sure that we're going to tomorrow after work, take the kids to Home Depot, let them pick out some colors, repaint their rooms. They want to switch beds like one has a bunk bed. The other one has a like our old queen. And so we're going to take the beds out, repaint the rooms, re reorganize them, you know, probably probably buy some furniture or some shit, you know, make it feel different and then paint them. So hopefully I can get it all done by Monday night. Yeah, that's about what we did. We just over the weekend, we took everything out, painted the walls and then decided what we were keeping, what we weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I can, hopefully I can fucking donate some shit because there's definitely Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff my kids have that they do not need. So less clutter would be a good thing in my eyes. Sure. So much crap. Yeah, dude, it's, I know I had to, I have to talk with the in-laws, uh, and the, no, I shouldn't say in-laws, the relatives in general. Um, cause they'll, they'll just be like, Oh, let's buy junk for the kids. Like kids like junk, like, <laughs> you know, just... look at, look at all of these 10 cent things that I got. And it's like, that's just going to a landfill in like a week and a half. Let's do less of that. More of like things that are going to stick around or they'll use <laughs> or, no, or just keep the money <laughs> either way. Yeah, exactly. My problem is the dog, uh, really, really loves to chew on stuffed animals, but also two seconds after he gets a new toy, his scissor bit off part of it and is pulling fuzz out of it. So mm-hmm. if you get him hard toys, he gets bored and just doesn't want to deal with it. So you have to get him stuff he can destroy, but not destroy so quickly that you have a mess 10 seconds afterwards and then he's bored again. And it's just like, 
the <laughs> my living room constantly looks like somebody uh you know <laughs> disemboweled a muppet on the floor um payway was really good at that she was surgical about finding the weakness like for a seam on a toy and yeah. like chewing it chewing it until she could get that out and then she just sit there and hold it down the toy with her paws and just pull out stuffing <laughs> and like she was she wouldn't be content until she had all the stuffing out right she, but she wouldn't eat it which was nice that's no, like, yeah, very nice yeah aries is the same way he just pulls it all out and yeah, leaves it for me to clean up board. later yeah, yeah. Here you I go. gave him a, a stuffed rabbit, one of the tough toys, uh, and it took him like it took him like four months to destroy this first rabbit of the same type. So I'm like, man, this is a really good one. I gave it to him. He had learned the structural weaknesses of the rabbit. So within 25 minutes, both ears of the rabbit were gone. Yeah, it chewed off, but the rest of the rabbit is still together, so we're okay that way. Yeah, those those like indestructible toys are only indestructible for very small puppies or old puppies. Right. But like there's that range where like puppies are just I don't know, man. If you have a if you have a dog that likes to chew shit, they're gonna go through those indestructible toys. Well Karina has learned now to read the uh the disclaimers on those indestructible toys, because it's always like, oh, indestructible when you're playing with them, not indestructible for aggressive chewing. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Everything works really well with the dog when I'm constantly paying attention and pulling it away from them and not letting them actually chew on it. If I turn my back for a second, I need it to not just disappear in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, puppies, they're fun. Okay, so uh, I want to, I want to hear about your movie podcast before we get into video games. So, what also, is your like what's the title of your podcast? What do you like? Give us every give us the details. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it basically started during the pandemic. Um, my I, I hadn't seen my sister, uh, who I'm, I'm pretty close with, for probably six months. And uh, so I'd always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do a movie podcast. You know, we were kind of a movie watching family growing up. So we watch movies all the time. I've persisted with that. And so um, we, we kind of got together. And uh, so the podcast is called Failure Peace Theater. Um, so we like to look at movies that were either sort of critical failures or box office failures, or maybe just, you know, failed to be viewed by a wide audience for various reasons. And, and we sort of analyze, you know, whether or not that's the film is still worth your time. Right. So it failed on this level, but is it actually, uh, you know, a, the failure piece comes from like masterpiece theater, which is, a, yeah, you know, yeah. I used to watch yeah. that on PBS all the time when I was a kid. Um, so like, you know, it's, is it a failure piece, right? Is it something that's, that, you know, is still worth investing time in, even though it was this failure in this, this realm. So we talk about a lot of like cult classics, obviously, you know, movies from, uh, the eighties and nineties that, you know, were kind of forgotten or semi-forgotten. Some of them are that have, you know, experienced maybe a bit of a revival or resurgence, like, Hey, this wasn't so bad as we thought it was before. Um, but we kind of break the movie down, you know, we'll kind of do initial recommendations and then get into spoilers and kind of go through the whole film. and you know, talk about the various things we like and don't like and, and issues with it. So it's really just a kind of far ranging thing that, you know, for the most part, it's just an opportunity for me to just hang out and talk with my, my sister, you know, once or twice a week, uh, so that we could, you know, keep, keep in contact. Um, you know, she recently moved to Sweden, you know, I mentioned before, she's now works in game development. She works for Arrowhead studios, uh, the people who made Helldivers, 
uh, that isometric top-down twin-stick shooter that came out a few years ago. And okay. so, um, you know, it's really kind of our main way to sort of stay in contact with each other is get together and talk about movies every week. So we're on a bit of a hiatus over the summer uh, because she lives in a sane country and they get like two and a half weeks of vacation mandatory in the summertime. So so her and her partner are are out gallivanting through the, the hills of Sweden on a variety of adventures. And, um, you know, I'm here in America working. Uh, like like gonna, everyone else, you're gonna fucking like it too. <laughs> yeah, like you we're gonna this. raise, we're gonna raise inflation more. <laughs> That's right. You want to pay for uh, gas, don't you? Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's a fun, you know, it's just a fun thing. It's really just conversation between the two of us. You know, my wife did an episode with me when my sister wasn't available. Um, you know, so I'll have, you know, guests on occasionally. I know we've got an episode uh, sometime in the near future that a buddy of mine wants to do a, one of the movies that we want to talk about. But, um, but yeah, so it's really just us hanging out, talking, you know, talking like we normally do when we get together and, and talk about movies that we like. Um, so our next episode is going to be the 2020 pre-sequel something, sidequel, I don't even know what to call it, uh, the, uh, the remake of The Grudge. Um, that uh, came out last, two years ago because um, it was a pretty big disaster. But you know, does it have some merit to it? Is it any, you know what's going on with that? So, so that's our next episode. But uh, yeah, it's really fun. I mean, I have a good time with it. You know, we we don't have like a huge viewership or anything um, or listenership, I should say. But uh, but it's it's you know, like I said, I'm just kind of doing it because it's a good time. We have got about sixty plus episodes, you know, floating around that's, in the archive. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Do you find? Um... Do you find it hard to have time to watch the movie before you talk about it? And then do you, are you watching it multiple times before you talk about it? Um, on occasion, right? Because normally the way that we do it is, you know, I'll pitch a couple that maybe I've been watching or I've seen. And then, you know, I'll, you know, flip and say, okay, then what have you been watching? And then, you know, typically we're kind of watching a lot of the same stuff, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, but for example, we just did uh, Mandy, the Nick Cage movie that came out in 2018, uh, which is a great, like, psychedelic, over the top revenge thriller. Um, high, you know, sort of hyper violent, kind of sadistic, but yet, you know, it's got this great Nicolas Cage performance at the center of it. And I've seen it many, I've seen it probably three times, four, maybe four just because I like it. Um, but she had never seen it. So, you know, she had to kind of work that into her week and she ended up liking it so much that, you know, her partner got home from work and was like, what's that? And she's like, watch it again. You know, like, and so she, you know, she watched it like <laughs> twice before we got the chance. And, um, so, I mean, occasion a lot of times too, if we're digging into that sort of classic vault, it's movies that we're very familiar with and we don't necessarily have to go back and review, but I usually try to, uh, go through it. Um, I run a Plex server. So a lot of times I'll, you know, if I've got the physical copy, I'll, I'll rip that to my Plex server so that I can like watch it on my phone or, you know, do something like that if it's an obscure thing that isn't streaming somewhere. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it's certainly a complication. It adds that little bit of extra time. You know, you can't just kind of roll into the conversation and be like, what is this movie? What's it about? You kind of do yeah, have to have. Yeah, that's the thing. You need to you know, like have notes in the background and. Sure. Yeah. And so like I I'll compile some stuff like that occasionally. Usually I'll just have like, you know, a few websites open that's that's kind of got the the core info that I need and I kind of just run with that. Cuz I try not to get too bogged down. Occasionally we'll go to like, you know, I'll have like the Rotten Tomatoes score and stuff so that we can talk about that and be like, "Hey, why you know, why did the critics give this a 20% but the audience is giving it an 80 80%? You know, we might use that as a jumping off point, but so there's a little bit of research involved, but like I said, I mean, movies are a big part of my life. So if I have to, you know, work something like that in, I, I don't generally mind. 
you know, it's not right. a big deal. I will say though, with this grudge movie, I've, I've tried to watch it all the way through twice this week and it's, it's rough. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know, that's man. Cool. Like there's some cool stuff here, but most of this is like not that great. So, uh, so hard. those, those make it harder. Yeah. Um, but, but no, it's, it's fun. And, and like I said, it kind of forces me, you know, cause occasionally she'll have a pick of something that I'm just like, Oh wow. Yeah. I never, I never saw that. I never checked that out. You know, it, it just didn't appeal to me or whatever. So it's kind of nice. Kind of puts me out, out of my comfort zone and makes sure that I'm, you know, sort of checking out movies that I might've missed and, and hopefully a little bit of vice versa. Uh, every once in a while too, we'll get on a theme. Um, you know, like we, uh, when, Matt, when, um, multiverse of madness was coming out, dark strange Two, you know, obviously it was big moment because Sam Raimi was coming back to making movies, you know, it'd been like nine years. And so we went back and looked at his last movie the week that that came out, um, which of course was Oz the Great and Powerful, which has like been totally forgotten. Like I talked to people and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, that, it was uh, the- Is that James Franco? Is that- mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. which is like one of the issues. It's <laughs> 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 like James Franco is basically sleepwalking through that film. It's like, dude, <laughs> dude is your heartbeat like sub 40 right now? Like, are, are you even aware that you're in a film? Are you, I don't know, it's very strange. But, uh, I mean, the film itself has got some merit, and, you know, obviously Sam Raimi kind of adds his little touches to it. But, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of, like, questionable choices in Oz the Great and Powerful. So it was nice to see, you know, Doctor Strange 2 come out and do really well so that, you know, people just be reminded that Sam Raimi is by far one of the greatest independent filmmakers in the history of cinema and and probably one of our current masters, but he doesn't get held in the same light as, you know, Spielberg and Scorsese and Coppola and all the other guys who were working in the seventies and early eighties and sort of establishing all their, all our current genres. Like we wouldn't have horror and gore and splatter flicks like, like we do without Sam Raimi. So um, oh. kind of nice to see him ascend back to his proper place. We definitely wouldn't have comic book movies like we do without Sam Raimi. So, right. so yeah, it's been fun to see him, you know, sort of like, do well again. It's nice. I, on a, on an independent film note, I saw that uh, Clerks Three has been teased as yeah, something that is happening. <laughs> yeah, um, Smith was talking. I mean, he's had the script locked for a couple of years. I, I know, but the production, you know, they they rebuilt you know, the convenience store in Mm -hmm. some small town in New Jersey, or maybe it was Louisiana for this one. I don't remember. I know they had to build one for like a scene in the last Jane Silent Bob movie, but then it was just like a real quick thing. But yeah, no, he teased uh, this week. He said that the trailer will drop one week from today. So, um, yeah, they, they like, they posted the, um, they posted the poster, I guess the, the digital art for it, um, with the name on it. So I I was excited. Obviously, I tagged Admiral Nips right away because, you know, he knows my love for Clerks and Clerks 2. Yeah, we've uh, we've hit up the movies pretty hard in Discord lately. Uh, Framed has become like one of the more active channels on the daily. (laughs) Everyone popping in there talking about stuff. So. I have a friend. He gets he gets really mad at me because I'm I'm like a consistent one or two frame identifier uh when see, those are those and, are bragging rights man you need to be in the yeah. you need to be in the discord posting your single frames and telling everyone to eat it right yeah. that's uh oh, there's been a run of ones that i haven't seen lately and i'm like yeah. i feel really bad because they're like popular movies that many people have seen it's like you know i'm glad i got it from just like 
knowing the movie and the general stuff. I don't know. It feels like to me when I get a movie that I've never seen and like never even really knew about just based on like, hey, look at that. That uh, style of that shot seems like this movie that I had heard about. It feels better than when it's like, oh, yeah, this is an easy one that I know immediately on frame one. Right. Yeah, sometimes that is is the fun part of being like, hmm, I haven't seen this or I don't recognize this, but from the visual information I'm being presented, I can kind of piece together this is probably it. Yeah, I, I really love love that too. There's another one too. Is it Box Office Game? I think it's Box Office GA.me, something like that. And it is, um, it takes a weekend from like, you know, it'll say like Box Office for June 2nd, 1987, right? And it's got the top five movies in the country. And you have to work out what those top five movies are. And you can sort of, you can either just guess outright, which takes like 20 points off your score, or you can reveal certain pieces of information to try and clue you into what it is. So you can click like the director's name, or you can click like the producer, the production company, and you can sort of get that information. Um, and then you have to kind of work out what was the you know top five box office for that that weekend in history kind of thing. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's it's pretty tough, you know, because uh, oh, I had one. This was a while back, but it was uh, a movie called The Ritual. It was a Hillary Swank movie, and I remember watching. It was one of the earliest movies I watched once Netflix got streaming going, and um, so I, you know, I had to reveal the actors. I was like, I don't know what this is, so I revealed the actor, and it was Hillary Swank. And I was like, I wonder, because I looked at the time, I looked at the, you know, it was like 2009 or something. I was like, I wonder if it was that ritual movie, because I remember that coming out around the time, and I guess, and I got it. <laughs> and and I was like, yeah, all right, go me. And uh, so that's pretty fun too. It's it's definitely a, a different challenge than Framed. I kind of like the visual thing that Framed does, but you know, just sort of keeps you abreast of like, oh, these were, you know, what were the really popular movies at these times in history? And and uh, sometimes you can be surprised. Like I think one weekend was like Lethal Weapon two, and I was like, oh, I kind of forgot Lethal Weapon two came out that year. You know, that kind of thing. So kind of fun. I'd be, I'd be so bad. Yeah, it's been revoked. <laughs> yeah, it's challenge. I mean, it's it's pretty challenging, but it is kind of cool, you know. Um, I did. I know one. It was uh, summer nineteen eighty five. It was like May twenty seventh, nineteen eighty five, and the number one movie was like Back to the Future, and so I got that one right away, of course. But you know, it was kind of fun. Sweet. Well, um, if people again, if people are interested, Rob, you put that in chat. I thought. Why yeah, I put it in our chat. Oh, you put it in our chat. Okay. I figured so, you would leak it when we release the show. Yeah, no, that'd be great for copying for the notes. So, Failure Peace Theater, if anyone is interested. Um, sounds. I like the premise, man. It's cool. It's different. You know, like people do, like, uh, you know, re- review episodes or review shows. And um, I like the idea of looking at why did it fail and, and, should it have or is that you know is it just bad timing or whatever so oh totally it's a cool 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 idea yeah like i said we we really love like the red letter media guys on youtube of course you know they're kind of like the bastions of bad movie discussions on youtube these days um and and so we love that kind of thing so we kind of have that a little bit of that vibe but uh you know we definitely try to it really does come down to like is this a movie that should have gotten this treatment you know, so like a good example, just, you know, to, to hit it one last time would be like 1984's Dune movie. Like, obviously, we've had a great Dune movie last year or two years ago now, I guess, year and a half. Um, 
but the 1984 Dune at the time was just a disaster, like just a colossal disaster on every level. It was a box office failure. It went over budget, like just terrible, terrible, terrible. But, you know, I kind of have this weird love for that movie. Like it's, it's weird as hell. Like it is not a traditional sort of like sci-fi movie uh, in the realm of like Star Wars. You know, it's not that at all, but it, it certainly has a bunch of merit. So like, you know, sort of discussing that and figuring out what that is. That's kind of what we try to do. Cool. I like it. I, uh, <clears throat> I heard my, my nose. <laughs> I was like taking my headset off while you were talking and I like heard this noise. I'm like, what the fuck is the noise? My nose is like whistling as I'm breathing. So it's like <laughs> hearing this. I'm like, is that my, is that the headphone? Is that someone else's mic? So I'm like, remove my, my headphone. I'm just like listening to you. I'm like trying to wait for the noise to happen again. No, just, just me. Just, just me causing gotcha. problems. Blow your nose, Fluffy. I know, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, cool. Well, that was fun, guys. That was, that was a good intro bit. Let's, oh, you know what? I almost fucked up. You know, our good friend Ghost. He really likes it when we ask all of our questions at the beginning of the show. Um, and, you know, we really let the show go on way too far. Ghost, I apologize. I know you wanted questions right away. We're going to get to them right now. Let's ask questions. Uh, all right. We, got, we have a lot. So, Rob, do you want to start? Yeah. All right. Okay. First question from our good friend, Marky Mark. He wants to know. Why were we not asked for questions for this week's guest? Yeah, I got it. Um, Mark, you know, we here at Potato Thumbs Podcast, um, we employ the highest level quality mods in our Discord. And these mods do all sorts of hard work all the time. Like rallying the troops to ask questions, um, being good role models, being great adults, having 30 children, you know, the important things. Um, also, we forgot. So there's, there's both of those things happen. <laughs> Definitely didn't think about it this week. Okay. Uh, our good buddy Burning Wing says, "Can we ban Davis from the show?" God damn it! <laughs> That's a popular one from from Burning. Yeah, <sighs> he's a one trick pony. He is one trick. That's right. <laughs> That's not true. I mean, he's, a two, he's a two trick pony. One is asking if we can ban Davis, and the other is making really good tacos. Well, yes. you're the only one that's ever had his tacos, so I feel like majority rules here. He's a one trick pony. But I need to think of a new name for Burning Wing to put in the Discord. <laughs> I do enjoy this running battle between the two Discords and changing their names. He mm-hmm. he has all the time in the world. I just like I think of something stupid like I will fluff you for two dollars <laughs> and just leave that there and he'll like change my name like five times in a like a five day stretch. <laughs> yeah. so in that case he is winning the battle of Matt I'll give him that credit for that but yeah but it's not all about volume sometimes quality is worth it very true I mean as long as the battle continues for the rest of us to enjoy I think that's all that really matters that is also true 
Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you're allowing him in our Discord or your Discord, I should say, then the battle will continue. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a pretty cold day in hell before he's not allowed in our Discord. We'll we'll see about that. oh god i love it the glove has been thrown i just got slapped with a fancy leather glove i know um (sighs) should we talk destiny fine let's talk destiny Um, i logged in yesterday for the first time since the week before when we raided and raided again we uh We've had two twabs go by, too, since we recorded last. That's true. I've read neither of them. Yeah, I just want to point that out. I went to read today's and saw that there was stuff with inner accuracy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the next match started in PvP, so I stopped reading and I never went back to it. And then you jumped up in the air and you're like, look, I can hit my shots again. (laughs) Is that is so um, it's not it hasn't happened yet. No, 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 no. No, like, um, a lot of this is like season 18, right? No, no. I th- what I, read I think today this is- stuff is, is coming in the next hotfix. Oh, like these changes. They're coming quick. But then some yeah. of the, like the nerfs and buffs for some of the guns, I think maybe season 18. But but I think they what they said was that some of the changes that they had planned to hold off till season 18, they're moving up. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that was a gist that I got was like they had play tested the crap out of it and it was already ready to ship. And they said, you know what, we're just going to ship it now and we're going to keep adjusting things. So there'll be a minor, minor updates to what is already coming mm-hmm. with the next yeah, season. Like yeah, dude, why not? I mean, if if it's ready and you want to ship it and things aren't performing like you want them to, like, why not ship it? That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I certainly understand trying to encapsulate seasons and say like, oh, well, I, I want every, you know, this is the seasonal experience that we had. And now we've, we're going to tweak and then move to the next season. But, you know, especially with something like inner accuracy, which has caused so much controversy, um, some of it fully warranted others, I think, hyperbole and sort of like, well, you're really kind of taking this the wrong way. But I, they obviously did what Bungie normally does, which is they they brought it in hotter than they needed it to be. Um, they nerfed it harder than they needed to, and then we're like, okay, yeah, no, we can we can sort of bring this back a little bit. Uh, yes, yeah. every primary hand cannon shot does not need to miss when you're in the air. Great. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's pretty good. I like that. I like that that a full season didn't even go by as well, and they're like yeah. dialing it back. That's nice because like back in the day, man, it might be a fucking year before we mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. like. Like two weeks in, they'll be like, "Yeah, it's bad. We're gonna fix it." And then, like six months later, they roll out the fix. So, right. This, so is, like a, be... this is like the second or third time they've done this, I believe. What, like mid-season hot fixes for like stuff oh. like this. Then they do oh, this yeah, yeah. too. So well, they fucked with void mid-season. Yeah, and they buffed yeah. they buffed solar. What two or three weeks after it dropped? No, it's just really refreshing that this is happening now. Than waiting till. The end of the season yeah oh th- yeah dude i think stasis burned them because they waited to they they brought stasis in hot super hot like there are six stasis hunters on the other team super hot and <laughs> and and let it languish too long they did the whole like well we're just going to let this kind of sit for a bit we know we ne- we're going to make changes here's what we're going to do but it's going to be like you know six weeks before we make any changes to it and and i don't think people reacted well to that 
Because no. it's like, well, you know what need, you know what you need to do. Can't you just do it? So I, I think the PvP team is kind of well, not just PvP, but the sandbox team, I guess, has really kind of gotten wind of the fact that hey, if these are changes that we can make, and obviously they've built the weapon system out now where they can make faster adjustments and they can tweak things quicker. Um, you know, I, I think they they realize we need to sort of push this faster, and and letting stuff like this languish is just not how games as a service operate now. Like, you know, if, if there's a problem with somebody in Rainbow Six Siege, that guy gets disabled, he gets fixed, and then he's brought back. You know, there's no, like, well, we're going to let it run for a month and just see what happens. You know, like, yeah. you, you can't, I, you know. I also think they lost a huge player base with Stasis because people, like, people, yeah. like, freaked out over being able to be frozen. And they're just mm -hmm. like, I don't want to play PvP again because I don't want to just be frozen all the time. So, yeah. I think I think that when when they drop Ark though, I think they're gonna drop Ark and there's definitely it's definitely gonna be busted because they dropped Void and it was broken in a fun way. Mm -hmm. And so they brought in Solar and it was not as broken in a fun way as Void was, so they buffed <laughs> it. Mm -hmm. And so right. I, I'm hoping that they double down on making it broken in a fun way and then dialing it back mid season. Yeah, I think it's a smarter way to do it because it gets everybody excited. You're going to try out all the new stuff. You know, it gets people to shift up what they normally do. I mean, yep. you know, and, and that's what you want. You know, you want people experiencing the new content and not just like, well, you know, I like Void. I'm just going to run Void. You'll always have those people. But um, yeah, yeah so I'm OK <laughs> with stuff being broken. You know, I'm, you know, I guess we can talk about the ability spam meta and, and you know, I certainly wouldn't mind seeing that dialed back a little bit, but I, I think, you know, the, the adjustments they've been making have helped where there's just nothing truly dominant in the, the meta and maybe Laurelly Titans. Davis can speak to that, but I think, um, I think uh, the weighted throwing knife is pretty meta. Yeah. <laughs> All those knives are goddamn high aim assist, dude. Like, oh, dude, yeah. I was, I was in a one V one V three today and the first person peeked around the corner and I headshot him with a throwing knife. And I was like, I'm in a 1v2 and I still have both my sniper shots now. <laughs> yeah, they are. I, I've seen a couple people run some really interesting Atherses Embrace builds to get that extra aim assist and the bounce stuff going. I mean, which that's been powerful for a long time, but, you know, the the viability of those builds is much higher now, especially if you can build into strength um well yeah and even just having it like i i don't build anything on extra throwing knives or or um any exotics but i do run that the fragments and aspects that give it better tracking mm -hmm. um but but just running like you know the scummy worm husk build that i'm running you know if i have a sniper on and someone pushes me like i always have that knife and i get it back as long as i kill them so yeah. you know I don't know. It's nice. It's a nice tool to have. Dodging with classy restoration, getting your health plus more back. Mm. Oh, I haven't unlocked classy restoration yet this year. Dirty. <laughs> it's, it's it's dirty. It basically it I don't have to run worm husk and I still have worm husk. It's nuts. Yeah, I, it's running worm husk just makes it like OG worm husk broken. Mm. Like it's yeah. I I'm getting really fucking ballsy with with waiting to dodge like i noticed today like i was waiting i was really letting myself get down into the red before dodging and it bit me two or three times but it's insane like you can you can try and win the gunfight and still dodge um 
who were we playing with? We were playing private matches last week, and I, we were playing Canner jumped in, and he <laughs> was coming at me, and we both fired, we both landed, I think, two shots on each other, and we dodged at the exact same time, so we're in a gun battle, like, on <laughs> Burning Shrine, and we both land two shots, and we both dodge in unison the exact same direction. So, like, the no space was added or taken away, and we were in the exact same spot that we were prior. And I've never had that happen before. It was such a weird experience, because I hit dodge, and dude just fucking, like, like I'm staring him in the eyes. Like, eyes locked, just, like, move together and land, and then continue the gunfight. Amazing. That was, yeah, it was pretty great. So... Oh, okay. So I'm playing Solar Hunter. Davis, have you embraced the Solar Titan? Um, not in PvP. I mean, I'm I'm a Void Titan PvP through and through. Um, okay. PV, PvE, yeah. Like doing like the, a lot of the master dungeons and whatnot. I mean, Lorelei is too good to give up. Yeah, um, that makes sense. There's not really. I would say of all the three, Titan has probably the least. I guess. Big damage. I mean, with hunters, you you know, right now it's the with the the star eaters with the barrage is like the highest DPS right now for all supers. Yeah, like six hundred k or something like that. Yeah, and the warlocks with the um, starfire protocol chest with the fusion aids that does a lot of damage. Um, hunters, I mean, titans don't really have that one trick pony build besides Lorley. Um. But I could survive about any and pretty much anything. In, yeah, you any, you have the fucking infinite infinite health, yeah. so that's nice. I guess that's the benefit. I guess of it, but I re- I do enjoy Sunbreaker and um PVE, um, PVP. I'll I'll do it once in a blue moon, but I you know I'm a void man. I'm a bubble bro. Yeah, Dixie, what about you? Uh, currently running solar. Um, I ran um, I ran void a lot before, and I, that's still kind of um, what I tend to go back to if I need to. But I'm really enjoying solar. I've got a um, basically like a in PVE on the PVE side. I've got a sort of grenade build. So I run. Uh, I'm running young Ahamkara's spine, and then basically I've got my fragments and aspects set up to run gunpowder gamble. And so I'm, I'm pretty much always throwing grenades um so if i i throw a grenade then i throw my melee i'm using the the, the three-bladed knife throw that if that hits somebody then i immediately get my grenade back so i can throw it again usually by then i've got enough charges on gunpowder gamble to throw that throw gunpowder gamble immediately get my grenade back loop starts again and it just kind of keeps rolling so so that's kind of my main pve build right now it's really fun especially on places like the castle where the enemy density is really high you can just kind of like toss nades constantly and and then i've also got um i've got my mod set up to you know every grenade kill gives me super energy so i'm constantly charging super and then i've got blade barrage and then it all kind of loops again so it's it's really nice it's a fun build to just run around and kill things constantly um, and I've been using that in PVE quite a bit too. Uh, I don't run gunpowder gamble. You know, I, I have act, I mean, I have, you know, done well enough in like a, you know, a number of kills to be able to toss the gunpowder grenade, which is kind of fun. Uh, people have no idea what to do when that happens. You know, they're just, they're immediately, you know, cause you, you throw it, you shoot it and it blows up and hits like four people and they just immediately start freaking out. They're like, Oh my God, what happened? You know, like what, what, what went on here? So occasionally <laughs> I'll leave it on. 
but usually I switch back to, um, you know, the other aspect, I guess, and, and get more of my slots active so that I can, I can get my build. I was really excited. I ran a bunch of, um, or I did a bunch of armor crafting at the beginning of the season and, um, got a, a triple hundred resilience builds. So I'm a hundred mobility, Whoa. hundred resilience, hundred intellect. Um, nice. So, so I've been running that gear and then some, we've been running master dungeons, Davis and I, and another guy, and, um, I've been able to upgrade and, and get basically all my master dungeon armor to do the same thing. So that's been really cool. Um, what do you yeah, mean so you were crafting thing. armor? Like you were just using, you were just focusing uh, armor on uh, all your, armor. yeah, focusing and, and focusing with the, the mods enabled to give me high resist. And then I was able to fairly quickly put together a, t- a Tusk Legion set with, uh, oh, so I guess last season's armor. But um, so, yeah, just focusing and then sort of focusing on resilience and then sort of putting together a build with the exotics that I wanted to use so that I could kind of keep that triple 100. And so now I've got a, a build where I can run with Young Amkara and triple 100, or I can switch to Worm Husk. And I think I dropped 10 off of my intellect. So I get to like 92 or something. But, um, so yeah, so I, I've I've got some some nice builds that I can kind of flip between depending on what I need. So that's that's, that's cool. kind of what I've been focusing on quite a bit. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to continue that. I mean, I, I feel like the hundred resilience has been positive. Um, you know, I can't say that it doesn't feel. I definitely feel hardier. Like I, I like I used to run like two or three resilience tops. You know, I was always you know mobility, recovery, intellect. You know, that yeah, was the, mobility the, and recovery was where I was at before the season. Yeah, I mean that was if you didn't run that in PvP, you were you know hamstringing yourself. So, and occasionally I'll still have a hunter that's running high recovery who will just kind of you know <laughs> dodge away and have all his health back and be like, oh well, I'm I'm still over here kind of trying to regenerate a little bit. But uh, I like it though. It's it's a fun fun play style. It certainly helped with trials. You know that more sort of slower paced. You know taking some shots, getting away, going back into cover. You know. In sixes where everything's more aggressive and chaotic, I don't think it's as helpful apart from like the flinch resistance stuff that it provides. Yeah, the, but... flinch, the flinch is nice. I dude, it's yeah. noticeable too. It really mm-hmm. is. Like yeah. I definitely noticed the flinch issues. Um running a higher higher resilience. But... Yeah, I've been sniping a lot more this season. Um I pulled a long shadow out of my vault. Uh, as I was going through stuff, I I a hundred percent forgot that I had it. I was like, I don't even remember <laughs> where this came from. But it was a snapshot moving target, and I, I really like running Shiras in my energy slot. That's kind of like my main, um, you know, sort of primary weapon right now. So I was like, I, but I, I don't love Eye of Soul. I, I just, I don't like the way it feels. And I know that's kind of heresy for snipers, but I, I don't know if it's the scope. I don't know if it's just the way that the scope drags. Uh, it just it just never feels good to me. I need to practice with it, I guess. But I pulled well, the snipers is the one gun, the most important gun in terms of like feel in the game you have to like your sniper even if it's not like mathematically the best or on paper the best sniping feels like it's always just sort of one of those things that it has you have to feel comfortable with it and you might be using a lesser thing but if it hits the shots for you then it's better than the on paper better gun Exactly. And that's, that's really what this thing is. Like it's, it's not a stats monster or anything. And I'm actually, I have a a short range scope on it, but I also have a, the, the ATX Rex scope, like the long range scope. And that's the one that actually feels really good. I don't know if it's because they've adjusted zoom values on all the snipers and kind of 
you know, changed how those move and, and, and those feel. But I actually put that long range scope on and I feel like I'm just nailing shots that I, I just never had before. So that's kind of become my go-to setup for the last, really last month or so is running that. And then, you know, a Shire's Wrath or, a, you know, a hand cannon. I, I've got a, a nicely rolled palindrome, so I'll run that sometimes too. But I was running Wrath with a Sniper a lot last season. And uh, I had a bite of the fox with snapshot opening shot that mm-hmm. just like I have a, I have an all right eye of soul and I kept both of them in my kinetic slot, you know, um, yeah. but I always ended up going back to the bite of the fox. It just felt right. But I've been trying to level my beloved. So I've been using a lot of beloved lately in PvP. I. Um, I'm really torn, though, because I don't know if I want to do like quick draw like enhanced quick draw enhanced no distractions or enhanced quick draw enhanced snapshot and i'm like do i need it ultra snappy or do i want like max flinch resistance flinch resist yeah i i have not been able to get on my red bars on beloved yet so i am <laughs> i am very much like a i've gotten a couple of decent rolls but i've got a quick draw no distractions one that i just had drop and that's yeah. by far the one that i've enjoyed using the most yeah I've got was, one more- I'm I sorry, mean, I've got no. one with incand. No, you're good. I mean, I've got one with incandescent, and I do like that one. It's like surplus incandescent, and surplus is surprisingly good on beloved. Obviously, you know, again, you're you're running the risk of not having all your weapon, all your abilities up, so it can change the way the gun feels. But when surplus is active, it is. I think it's a little faster than quick draw. It's kind of nuts. Hmm. I could see that. I know people like them. We have a yeah. timeout. An important incoming question in the PTP show questions oh, channel just came up. So, Marky Mark asks, question for Davis. Are you a content creator who has a free Tonely fans uh, and hides quality <laughs> content behind pay-per-views? Or do people have to sub to you and still pay for the pay-per-views? Yes, you have to sub and still pay pay-per-views and then also send me money checks in the That's mail. That's the only way to do it. I really, yes. I really appreciate and would like to call out his use of the word free Tonesly fans. <laughs> Jesus, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, really bravo, bravo, Mark for uh, for Excellent for making me play. proud tonight. You know, I was talking shit about the mods earlier, but you just you really just made me realize that I made the right choice in in my mod team. I mean, the last time I brought a guest, they brought a, a sick joke on me. So Dixie, you have any sick joke on me at all? Anything weird you want to say? Tell the people about mm. me or anything un- untrue? Um, gosh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> he's it, a it, very it, short man who only eats plants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, he's the shortest vegetarian I know. Um, um, you got me. Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't have anything like that. Like uh, Davis's personal affinities towards feet are are un, unknown to me. I, I have no direct. Experience. Like what you like and don't apologize. That's, That's right. right. Or Never make apologize. money on it. the internet has taught us anything is that the weirder you are the more money potential you have yeah that's true we're we're really messing up on that (laughs) we we have not made any money (laughs) i know right like i don't make any money i don't know what you're talking about i'm just a just a humble internet man over here that's it yep but anyways tie back into the destiny talk continue on with the sniper conversation (laughs) um i I think beloved are... is. Yeah, 
Uh, Davis, when you are are building your character, do you start with the boots first, or is that like yes, not really? No. Well, I, I imagine socks first, socks, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then then the boots. Sorry, I had to find an emoji for <laughs> Mark. question. Oh, I like it. Oh man, I do love. Uh, I forgot this week. Uh, we rated again, and Chuck's uh, tendency to call whenever he gets out a piece of gear by the body part it covers instead of the uh, the name. So whenever he gets like a helmet, he's like, "I got a face," or whenever he gets boots, he's like, "I got feet." <laughs> <laughs> this conversation makes me think of that and it makes me so happy although uh, the poor man no, has now friend. gotten a bunch of uh vowel clears and still has not gotten the smg to drop that's what i was gonna ask is if Oof. he had the smg finally dropped still <laughs> he no did not SMG. I, a number was... of smgs dropped in the raid last night none of them dropped to chuck yeah when so i raided with him what oh two weeks ago we raided yep, yep. And as we're walking up to the chest and he's talking about how he hasn't gotten an SMG, I had a really fucking good SMG drop. Like, not just a throwaway SMG, but one that I'm like, oh, this will be fun to use. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything. And we like, and like someone asked me or something. Like, it was so fucked up. It was not something normal. And someone's like, what'd you get? I'm just like, really? Like, like I got, an, I got the SMG. <laughs> I also did not mention two of the times I got the SMG to drop last night solely because I did not want to add that uh, pain to the man's life. I did see on the topic of SMGs, I did see um, that the Callus mini tool, of course, also drops with the incandescent. It's, it's mm-hmm. incandescent, right? That yeah. And uh, I've been excited about that on the sniper and the shotgun, but I actually saw a video clip of someone run up on a bunch of red bars with that callus mini tool and that perk active, and holy shit, did they just destroy everything? Wow. Yeah. Like it, everything just burst into fire. It was so cool to see. So, I started leveling mine up today. I have. So I don't know if you guys have a, what is it? The Stacko Scout Rifle? I think it's called Stacko. Dixie, help me here. The news. Yeah, uh, uh, Staccato. The, the, st- yeah, the Staccato, Staccato 47. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't pronounce. Um, yeah, that has incandescent. Let, let Fluffy help you pronounce. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will be back. My mouse just died. I have to go grab a battery. And I'll grab a All drink right. while we're at it. So talk Scout Rifles because... They are Basura, so I don't need to be around for that. <laughs> but this is like the model is basically the DIS 47 back in D1. Which oh, was one of my favorite scouts. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I dude. Know. But anyways, you can run that in can the, the perk on it. And it does as well as the mini tool or Drang, but you can do it at a distance. It's actually a really fun gun. So if you get one of those um, with that perk, definitely keep it. You feel like I've been I probably I probably have it and I probably fucking threw it away. Um, I just I dude the scout rifles like it's it's just hard for me to get in in I with mean, them when I'm talking I'm saying strictly PVE. Yeah, well, yeah, I no, mean, I am too. I'm yeah, not talking PvP. PvP. Yeah, they're they're garbage. I mean, scouts. Yeah, but even in in PVE, scout rifles are just. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they're in a weird place, but yeah, with incandescent, incandescent changes the game on that gun. Like it is, it is, it is a, a 
ad clearing machine with incandescent on it. And then with me, with running gunpowder gamble, all those incandescent explosions feed into my gunpowder gamble. So, I mean, all I have to do is get like three kills and a couple of scorch stacks and I can immediately toss that grenade. And uh, so there've been a few, I don't, it wasn't a lost sector. I think I ran that um, when I was soloing a couple of the sever missions, like going back to do those for the seasonal challenges. Mm-hmm. And I ran incandescent on that scout rifle and it, it, it did work. Like it was impressive. I don't have a mini tool with incandescent on it yet. I've got a drang with incandescent on it and that is fun. That, that works really well too. Um, but I, I like the mini tool. It feels good. I've actually, I have literally deleted every single one of those scout rifles I had. It it's did not, not even save one. Not surprising. But I do think I have a good idea on how to make scouts competitive in PvP without increasing the damage. I know Proctor said in the past where they don't like to dink around with scouts because they could become the meta gun where that's all you're going to see as scouts, which I can totally get. Well, but, I mean, we've all played through a Mita. Oh, yeah. Like, we've all played through a Mita um, meta, you know, yeah. at some point or the other. So, oh, yeah. My idea is just keep the damage numbers still the same, but somehow bring back, like, old school high cal, the, the old D1 high cal, where it flinched the fuck out of you. If you remember, because I, no. in my mind, having a scout, that's your. It's always been scout versus sniper to me, I guess. There's a whole point. Yeah. Or messenger it. versus sniper. Or messenger. Yeah, your high impact pulses that could reach yeah. out that far, sure. Correct. But I think for some reason, my idea was get the old school high cal on. You know, you're going against a sniper. If that sniper gets you right off the get go, then that's on you. Not being there to pull the trigger fast enough. But if you're able to get that first shot on that sniper, he ain't going to hit you. So he's going to have to reevaluate and move away from. Otherwise, he's going to die from a distance. Yeah. I feel I feel like DMT is doing a pretty good job of filling that void right now, though, too. Yeah. I, I But I agree with you. I do. I mean. I, I guess I was I'm looking I, for an answer that is, I guess, non-exotic. Yeah. Compete. Yeah. Or something, yeah, that, for something an answer that's that, not make them fire faster, or give them more damage. I get correct. it. Yeah, I I was also one of the people that was fine with the flinch. Like, I think if a if a primary hits you and you don't get the first shot off, you should seek cover and reengage. Correct. You know. So yeah. That's an idea. No, I mean, I think that's really good because we don't really have anything right now that's successfully combating snipers at range. Um, They're not applying enough flinch at range to put a sniper shot off. Like occasionally, like I've got a messenger with uh, high cal and every once in a while I'll flinch a dude off of sniping me. But even still, a lot of times I'm going to lose that fight if I'm not just being super aggressive with the person. Um, So yeah, again, it seems like Bungie's current design philosophy is build into it right Mm -hmm. if you want that then we'll give you some tools and then you can sort of craft your kit to do that thing so i don't think it's a bad idea to have a flinch machine like my job on the team is to flinch long you know long range long distance you know attackers on the other team like i don't think that's bad um you know i don't think that every gun should do it but if you say like that the scout rifle that's the position that it's going to serve 
But I know what Bungie's trying to avoid, and that is they don't want to push Destiny 2 back to mid-range and farther gunfights, where that's all that's happening. Mm-hmm. Four and, teams of Midas on either side of the uh, long hallway just pinging away at each other? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, we all remember that. That was a nightmare. And I never want to go back to Mida meta. No. no. I like, love I love Mida. It was, like, one of my favorite D1 guns, and I still enjoy totally. it in D2. But I like it when it's, like not meta and you're just running it because you like it not because you have to and everyone else is running it like it's fun when it catches people off guard or it's fun when it's like going well for you but like to run it all the time you just don't need that no no i will say i ran it in rift uh i actually ran callus mini tool in mida in in iron banner rift this this last iron banner cycle and and it was very successful especially with the map rotation that they had for rift you know it was sort of geared towards bannerfall and and all of those so um and it was it was devastating right because the the mini tool shredded up close and i didn't even have a great one like it's like a feeding frenzy surrounded role it's not even that great but it would it would shred people up close and then mida would you know it had pretty decent flinch so it was hard to get sniped like it was, it was a nice loadout. It was kind of fun to run that again because it had been a really long time long since time, I had yeah. messed with those, with that combination of any kind. So it was, it was pretty cool. But, but yeah, I, I understand Bungie's hesitation. They don't want to go back to that because that's a very slow moving. And and honestly, on Distant Shore and Trials this weekend, it it felt a little bit like that because everybody was playing so passive and so far back with you know bows and other long range weapons that. You know, some of those games felt like, oh, geez, you know, I'm just looking at my watch being like, okay, like, are we going to do anything here? Are you guys just going to hide behind barrier walls behind the, that center column? Is that all we're going to do today? You know, so I, I understand them trying to yeah. keep it more active, but, but it, the other part of it is they keep nerfing special weapons, which are how you get close and kill. So if they continue to nerf those and then give a bunch of power to scout rifles, like that's all anybody's ever going to use because yeah. you, you won't be able to get close enough to kill them. So it has to be balanced. There'd have to be some way to kind of like set up the build and say like, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I kind of was interested. Um, I know we didn't look through the whole twat, but I was kind of interested that they looked at certain perks and said those perks are going to add airborne assistance stat now. And so that got me thinking. It was like, oh, okay, can we add things per perk like where i'm looking for a scout rifle with this perk on it because it's going to give me this flinch stat or crafting right yeah you know something that we can sort of say like okay i want a gun that has this effect and maybe you can kind of build into it not enough to be just devastating at all levels but also i don't have to run some kind of exotic you know scout rifle to get the effect it's something i can apply to a legendary weapon like that would be kind of interesting to see if that really is where we're going, that everything is, you have to build to it to get the effect that you're looking for. What um, do you guys think if they take, like, hear me out, if they take the caliber of the bullet and they make it higher and that flinches people more, and they could call it, like, higher caliber bullet, and it would <laughs> flinch people more, and then you could have that on guns. That's crazy talk. Why are you talking so crazy? I think it could I mean, work. I've actually advocated for a while that high caliber rounds should be moved out of the second column for most guns, and actually they turn it into a third or fourth column perk and give it more power. Yeah, like it make it more potent. Like that. not in its current form, but like take that away as like this like barrel perk that does you know marginal stuff, and actually let you put it on a gun, make it more powerful, call it enhanced high cal or whatever you want to do with it. 
but actually let that be there and say like, I'm going to put that on this gun. Um, you know, restrict which guns can get it. Obviously, do we want that on SMGs? No. Do we want that on yes. auto rifles? Probably not. Um, you know, like, <laughs> maybe. But you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, if we're really building the stuff and weapon crafting is a legit thing, where you're going to be able to like build your perfect weapon for the perfect thing that you want to do, I honestly think high caliber rounds is potentially powerful enough to do that with. Um, you know, it's just. I don't know. It's it's something that I, I have thought about quite a bit because it just doesn't seem like in the range of other second column perks on guns, high cal used to be like one of the best. Absolutely top tier. No yeah. questions asked. Now it's like, eh, maybe, you know, I know. My, the, like when I was crafting my Ostringer. I was like, do I want ricochet rounds or do I want high cal? Like, even if there's a little more flinch, like. But I think high cal adds Highcal adds stability now too. A little bit, maybe. Yeah, it, I feel like it added something where I was like, "Oh shit, that actually I, helps." Helps. I, th I think it's the same stability. I think it's the range ricochet gives it a little bit more range, I believe. Yeah, it felt I, like when I was flipping between ricochet rounds and highcal, there was there was a stat there was a stat difference. I think in range and stability. I, I it was something. It was something I, weird that I was not expecting. Hmm. I was trying to get mine as close as my palindrome that I had as possible. So I went with an enhanced IO storm enhanced range finder on it with ricochet. Yeah. And I think I went with hammer forge on when it. When I but was, when I was running with scrub and his buddy, um, his buddy was definitely saying I have a storm range finder was the, the build to go with. Um, I still went with opening shot. I like that first shot. I mean, you do what you you like. I mean, if that's what you want, if it works, it works. You know. Um, oh, I had it backwards. I'm sorry, Davis. Ricochet rounds ricochet gave gives plus, stability. Yeah, I yeah, just looked on them too. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, I gives actually, you five yeah. range. Yeah. Yeah, mine actually was. I went plus ten. Or I went with the ricochet for plus ten stability. Which again, you're combating flinch there. So I mean, I think that's a, a better choice on a hand cannon right now. But yeah. yeah. Um, so I had to step away. But did you guys talk about the 180 change for hand cannons? No, I, I kind of no. want to talk about that. I yeah, let's talk do. about it because yeah. I I didn't get to that part of the twab. So hit me hit me with some good stuff. You want me to go? Yeah, go for it. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Well, they're making changes. Um. So they are increasing body shot damage from 37 to 40. Crit moves from 57 to 60. It can now two crit, two body against Guardians. Kills is 1.33 seconds in body shots. Um, the most interesting about this is, I believe, it, his name is KU. He's a Twitch streamer. Mm -hmm. um, yep. uh, hunters, which you can easily get Radiant from just dodging can get that 10% buff and I believe he said three headshots is 198 total damage Ooh. so there's there is Do a you know how fast that is on a 180 I died pretty fast it has to be pretty low it has to be like around the 0. 0.7 yeah I was yeah. gonna say 0. is that 7, like 0. 0. 0.3 something like 0. 0.6 0. 0.7 yeah. that would be but crazy depend, you, like hunters or anyone well if you can get radiant somehow hunters have the easiest you. yeah easiest Mm -hmm. um you're going to be able to potentially three three bang someone 
just kind of like not me because I can't hit three headshots in a row in Crucible, <laughs> whether I want to do or Dude, not. But... 180s are hella forgiving with that, though. They really are. Yeah, I said what I said. Excited. <laughs> they're, they're really like, like I ran. I ran a shitload of spare rations back in the day, man, and that gun. Like even though, even when it wasn't meta, still fucking wrecked shop unless I was, unless someone was hitting all their shots. I just hope this means that, and I think Paul Tassi said this that they're bringing trust back because trust was the gun that I used to get, you know, my Luna's Howl and not forgotten. You know, to go through and get the with two hundred twenty kills, solar handgun kills you had to get, and oh, that's right, I forgot that you had stuff. to do that. And that gun and, was so good. Oh god, like that was such a good one eighty. I know the Frontier's Cry is supposed to be like a little baby trust, but it looks so dumb that I can't use no. it. Like it's no. I, the weapon model for that gun is awful, and I have some really nice rolls, tunnel vision, kill clip, max range. And I've tried using a minute. I, I can't look at it. I'm like, no, you need to give me an ornament that makes this look like a normal gun. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Cause I mean, you know, obviously if there was, there was a 180 meta, you know, everybody remembers, but um, I, I really am excited about that. Cause I do like 180s, especially, um, you know, like I said, I've been sniping a bunch this season and 180s become a more viable, um primary to run with a sniper in that case like sometimes if somebody's just down you know shotgun fusion rifle you know rushing you trying to get your you know your headshots off with a 140 is still going to be kind of challenging whereas a 180 i feel like i've got a little bit more options to to sort of move and dodge and, and still get land you know shots landed um and there are some good 180s that have kind of been forgotten i've got a decent uh, quick draw rangefinder nature of the beast um in my vault that I kind of hang on, hung on to. Yes, um, you you ran that shit forever, didn't you? Were yeah, you for, a big nature of the beast guy? Yeah, back in vanilla, I was. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit different now, obviously, because of all the changes that has been done. I haven't touched it in years now. Yeah, that's like a two mm-hmm. perk gun, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't just... know, man. I still, I still, I kept my spare rations that I used. Like, I couldn't get rid of it even when they, even when they <laughs> nerfed it. Yeah, if, or, I'm sorry. I said spare rations. Service revolver. Service revolver. Yeah, yeah I'm no, totally. that one that, was that, good. That was my jam. And yeah, I had 3,000 3, kills on this one that I'm looking at right now. Yep. Jesus. Now, for the, the Solstice event... Or whatever event we've got coming up is at Solstice, I think it is. Um, we're getting a hand cannon that looks like it's built on the Better Devils model, right? Mm. So if they bring that back as a 180, that with these changes, that would be kind of fun. I don't know if they data mine that yet or not, but I mean, it's. I almost feel like so the guns back in the Forsaken, the 180s, like your Lunas. Not forgotten the service revolver. They weren't really the true 180s. I think they were really what they were were 140s that fired faster. They felt different than trust. Can you yeah. can you agree with that? I oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like all the 180s now are just that trust malfeasance type of gun. Now it almost um, feels like you're firing a larger bullet, right? Like it, the bullet yeah. itself is bigger. Um, cause like when you see the impact, it's almost like a flare. It's, it's a weird thing. Like it's, it's like the projectile that's being rendered and modeled to fly across the screen and hit the character is, is different than like a better devils or, or a, a, 
you know, true prophecy or something where it's, or steady hammer. It's just like, it feels like it's just this tiny thing that's flying out there. So yeah, it is, it is kind of strange. I don't know if it's just something with that archetype. Maybe that's why I like the Soros 180s because they still have the Soros feel Mm -hmm. to them, even though they are firing faster. Um, I don't know. It's weird, but I mean, I'm excited about the changes at the very least. I think it's a good thing because the 180s have been basically unusable for yeah, absolutely you know, a, a year. I mean, like you can still use it. We, Davis, I don't know if you remember, I called it out when we were playing trials this weekend, but one of the teams we faced in trials, I mean, they didn't, they didn't win or anything, but you know, like, <laughs> they, not against you guys. I mean, we, guys. we beat them pretty easily, but one of the dudes was running a Volpecula. And he had like, he had like 2,800 crucible kills on. I was like, what is happening? Who in their right mind is running Volpecula in crucible and has 2000 plus kills on this thing. And it wasn't even a great role. It was like ensemble and something. I was like, I I don't even, I don't understand what's happening here. I don't understand where the statistic is coming from. He he probably did very well in sixes, you know, certain guns do very well in sixes. And I can see ensemble in sixes is not a bad perk. I mean, yeah, but, but in trials, when you're, you know i mean it's bad in threes when you're grouping up you need right. to i mean it's good to team shot once in a while but you, you need to make plays you need to you know circle around get the other team you know chasing you or getting split up somehow and yeah I, I, that gun just wouldn't work in trials you're not doing it yeah yeah, and three so much now is is burst damage. Like, who's going to get first pick? Who's going to get you know a damage that then they can then be cleaned up quickly? You know, so it's it's much more snipers, bows, linear fusions. You know, anything that can sort of have that that big impact. Whereas plinking away at somebody as they run around a corner isn't going to get the job done. Yeah, I feel like that's always been trials, though, right? For as long as trials has existed, totally. getting first pick is <laughs> first pick is key. Yep, it's kind of yep. everything. Don't die. The only th- the only shitty thing is now is at least back then you had a chance to recover, and now I feel like that recovery window has got a lot smaller with how shotguns are feeling now. And yeah, I guess I haven't played in up. trials in forever. Like, so, I mean, you can't make the comeback, but I, I think the window is a little bit smaller than what it used to be, yeah. in my opinion. I just remember back to. Like my very first D1 trials carries that I got with, you know, Ninja with Noel or Chris G. And they're just mm-hmm. like, basically, don't get picked. If you don't get picked, we'll win this. If you get picked as the carry, you're just doomed. You're yeah, dooming yeah, we're, us. We're just going to get collapsed on and it's, right. it's over. Like those guys were good enough to be able to pull it off against bad teams. But against good teams, if you get got picked first, you were done there. Mm-hmm. So it does sound frustrating that there's no way to come back against basically anybody these days you can do it but it's not easy uh you probably have to have them be sloppy yeah you're really relying on them making mistakes mostly messing up with supers like if they if they are bum rushing you and they're two rounds up and you get to the third or fourth game and they're starting to get their supers you you are dependent upon them either screwing up the super or one of you guys getting supers fast enough that can that hopefully can counter it, you know. So like Davis and and the other guy soccer that we run with, most of the time, um, you know, they're bubble titans, so they get their supers very quickly. So we normally have enough juice in the tank that we can kind of stave stuff off. But um, you know, I've been running blade barrage and I get that pretty fast with my setup. So you know, it's nice to be able to have a shutdown super so that we can sort of try and deal with some of those. But yeah, it's it's really easy to run away with it in trials now. Like As it's, a it's professional thrower of uh, supers, <laughs> Fluffy, you're on this boat with me too. 
You you need to stop shooting your tether into the wall here. Um, <laughs> I well, I had to run. I had to run Blade Barrage when I was running with scrubbing those guys when we were going to fifty five because, um, I wouldn't get my fucking super otherwise. Like right. yeah. if I was running Golden Gun, like it was very rare for us to play enough rounds for me to get Golden Gun. Like, so if I ha- if I wanted any chance of having a super, it was just run Blade Barrage and hold it until it was needed. Um. But I have been running Golden Gun to try and just enjoy the everlastingness of it. Mm. And today I had someone get really close to me and I missed four fucking shots in the open. <laughs> and they, oh, were no. like, they were like 10 meters away, dude. I was just like, what is going on? I actually like tried to hip fire two shots after the first two aiming shots missed. Oh, dramatically. God, this... <laughs> oh, I feel dude, this deep in my heart and soul. At- I killed him. I eventually killed him, but it felt so bad. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, I've had a couple. Uh, I've had a couple of blade brushes just go away. Like, I, <laughs> like it went in between two guys. And I was like, what? I don't know what I was supposed to do in that situation. I'm not sure what happened. You know, I've had a clip yeah. from Monday when we went, when we played trials where it was um, distant shore. And I bubbled kind of, it was on, on the B point, but it was near the, the center cave okay. area. And yeah. it was more like try to get his super out. And he, he had a blade barrage and he went through my bubble and popped a super and all his blades went right over my head and I shotgunned him. And <laughs> everyone was like, did that did not hit you? I'm like, I guess not. I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. he was he was literally standing in front of the barrage and the knives just it was like it was like Noah or it was like it was like Moses parting the Red Sea. It was just <laughs> like the blades just went around Davis just like, nope, mm-mm, nope, you're uh, you're safe here. It's it's yeah. pretty, pretty crazy. <clears throat> did you slide or anything? Um, I think so. I think I've so. Seen it, I've seen it happen where people slide and, uh, and it yeah. misses them, but usually it's pretty good about hitting people. Although you also don't know where they're aiming. Correct. So like, you right. know, if they, yeah. if they jumped up in the air or some shit and tried to hit you and their aim was just off, like it, it corrects, like it is a very large margin for error, mm-hmm. but I've definitely like Admiral Nip said, we're part of the we're part of the club. Like I've definitely thrown <laughs> that super the season and hit no one when I needed to hit people. Oh, it's yeah. it's rough. It is, but I don't know. The everlasting golden gun is fun because people really don't expect it. Like they really push out and think that you are out. Yeah, I've been consistently shocked by the length of that thing. It's 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 really a change for me. Yeah. Yeah, I Uh, think the three shot lasts longer than the multiple shot. I've kind of been jumping back and forth between the two to see which one I like more. Okay, I just watched a clip. I was sliding Mm -hmm. backwards and he still missed me. Feels like you would Mm -hmm. be just walking right into him at that point in time. Yeah, that that really shouldn't have happened. What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> I hope he reported you for cheating. He probably did. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> Report. Toe yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet this guy's a toe sucker. That's what he added to the, to the report. 
He has a, he instead of TTV God. at the end of his name is Ban Davis OF. <laughs> My God. Uh, All right, back to the TWAB. I'll, I'll you know I mean just like fine point what I see. Yeah. That, I think I think what? if you find something interesting, we should talk about it. Uh, last word on controller is getting nerfed, which is oh time. It's good. Yeah. Um, it I is love how last tweaked in every TWAB. Like in yeah. every TWAB, they're talking about last word. It's so funny. We we don't we don't deal with those controller issues here on this podcast. <laughs> what is that? They have those for PvP or for PC. Or clips. I know. I know. Trying to find something on mouse and keyboard. I'm there. That might be the only fucking person here not using a controller. True. Uh, Galhorn is getting nerfed in PvP and Gambit. Um, Primary Rocket no longer will have proximity detonation and Wolfpack rounds now deal half damage to players. Okay, I'm fine with that. Which so, I don't, I don't mind. Like I don't put eyes back on. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you played Gambit recently, but nope. that's all it is. I assure you, that's I all haven't. it is. That it's is all Galhorn. it is. It is dudes invading with Galarhorn. Yeah. For I mean, I minutes. guess with the that's change it. where they drop heavy every every time you clear an area, yeah, it makes you would never not run Galarhorn if it's that strong, right? Yeah, eyes so. is fun too, but Galarhorn is. Is kind of the that you need to be running for for Gambit. I don't know. I got burnt out on it really fast. I don't think I played it at all this season. I think yeah, it was I just last season. Game with season. Heavy changes. A couple exotics are getting extra ammo and special bricks. Forerunner, Ariana's vow. Um, Glaze. I was glad. I was glad they called out that Forerunner, a single brick of ammo. Was giving Forerunner full ammo mm-hmm. um, in in PVE because I was I was finishing the Catalyst for that uh, two weeks ago I think and I noticed that I was like I just got one brick why do I have th- like forty two shots of this again like what is going on I mean it was nice because then I could just keep you know working on the Catalyst but it was it was kind of crazy so apparently they caught that now it's like sixteen shots per brick or something so it's a little bit mm. more reasonable. Um, and then they add, what did they say? They added one shot for uh, PvP from a brick. So they it was could... getting three ammo per special brick in PvP. Technically, right, so four for a kill, but this is unforgiving. We bumped it up a little at the same time. Full ammo, special brick. Which it didn't. Yeah, yeah, three to four. I forget Oops. all the steps, but this last firing range episode that came out. I think cool guy was talking that there's a loop that you can do with Forerunner so that you always have your laser shot up. So, and I, I, again, you'd, you'd have to go listen to the podcast to to be sure whatever the steps were, but there's definitely definitely some shenanigans going on with that gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty consistent oh, with it. That's I realized. Much- just today that I'm way behind on my unlocking exotic uh, things from Lost Sectors. So basically my hope is this weekend I can get all of my characters up and then just farm Lost Sectors to get all of the exotics I've been missing for the last couple of seasons. I don't think there was anything like... Uh, I don't have Lorelei yet, this, so... you don't. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a Titan helmet from last season, but yeah. none of this season stuff is good, is it? No. 
The Warlock one's pretty interesting. Um, What's the Warlock was, one? Uh, what is it? Something rain. Uh, it something with fusion and linear fusion kills will make you radiant. Um, I, mm. they kept saying use effects with it, since effects doesn't use special ammo. You just keep going and keep getting radiant with it. Um, besides that, that, I haven't really saw. I saw a, a video last night from Aztec Cross on the Titan arms that um, you can throw. They call it Captain America, which you constantly throw um, shields. And there's a loop to keep constantly throwing shields and whatnot. Um, but that's about it. I mean, Lorley is the only hottest exotic in the last two seasons, really. I'm just more for the uh, collector version of it all. But, like, I just I feel oh, bad I'm... that I don't have all of the exotic armor because for the longest time I have. But I'm definitely in my destiny lull right now. Just mm-hmm. not, not where I was. Hopefully, it'll come back eventually. I mean, over the whatever seven plus seven and a half years of destiny, we've had you know, we had the Warframe run, we had the Division run, we had the. Uh, the Diablo run for a while. We had the New World run, although the New World run was pretty recent. So the yeah. fact that the new games are popping up more and more frequently is probably not a great sign, but it's also been, you know, eight years of playing Destiny. So taking a bit longer break this time is probably good for the brain. Yeah. Hey, man, you got to enjoy your video games, right? Yeah, just don't have nearly enough time either. I don't even have that's, kids. That's, that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, that's why I haven't. I mean, I played some PvP and stuff today, but that's that's why I haven't been on recently. It's just time stuff, other shits going on. It's summer in the Midwest. Yeah, summer is summer is part of it. Although I still, I just wish it was ten degrees cooler. The dog does not handle this heat well for trying to take walks, so it's like I can get. X amount of walking in with him and then I have to take him home and then go out and do more myself. And it's just like, we are not uh, efficiently using our time here. Yeah, I I know. Well, the shitty thing is too, once it starts getting really hot, like get worry about burning their paws on like the road or on the street, you know, and it was like mid nineties here today. And I was like, fuck, I want to walk the dogs, but I, probably just going to let them out in the backyard because I know the grass isn't going to ruin their fucking feet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We'll get there eventually. I'll I'll put my work in eventually, but right now I'm just not. Destiny's not at the top of my list. We always get there, you know? You can't... We always take breaks. It happens. I think right now, a lot of people in the clan are taking breaks from it, which is cool. Everyone has other games they want to play, or they got stuff going on for summer stuff. Yep. It happens. Yeah, I took an Elden Ring break last season. I played Elden yeah, Ring. Yeah. Yes, you did a little lot, like a whole lot. Yep. <laughs> um, and that was that was a good time. I enjoyed that. Uh, got to like level one sixty, and I was like, I think I've done all of this, and I think I'm ready to move on. <laughs> I'll come back at some other point and get these last like two achievements that I need, or whatever, or two two trophies, and. That'll then we'll call that good, but uh, yeah, like I think it's important to to be able to come and go, and that's the nice thing about Destiny, you know, and, and is that it's it's sort of built at this point, you know, that you can certainly get FOMO, like everybody gets FOMO, like oh, I got to get this gun, or you know, I yeah, I, I called my wife from work because 
Banshee was selling a nicely rolled Inyo D. <laughs> and I totally forgot to log in and pick it up. And I was like, honey, I need you to log into Destiny for me and, and pick up this gun. And she's like, wait, wh- wait, what now? And I was like, just just trust me. I'll walk you Don't through it. Don't worry about fine. it. Yeah. And so she did it. And she's very cool. I have a, I have a, a wonderful, wonderful woman who uh, is totally like pro-Destiny. She buys me Destiny t-shirts and surprises me with them and stuff. So so she gets it. And she's very cool. But um, yeah, I was like, I've, this probably is, is a step beyond. Because I didn't even really need it. Like I had an annual that was kind of the same but this one was like a little bit more range i was like "Mm, i gotta try that out um so yeah it's it's one of those things there you can you can get that fomo that that happens but at the same time it's very much a game and i try to tell this to people that are like oh i heard destiny's doing cool things can you but i just i'll never be able to get back into it i'm like actually you totally can like destiny is set up now to get you like up to speed we're gonna get you power we're gonna get you up to where you need to be pretty fast in most cases, you might have to grind a little bit, but it is nothing like it used to be in yeah. terms of like, oh, I've fallen behind. I'm level 36 and I need to be level 70. This is going to take me 30 hours. You know, like we, it's just not yeah. that way anymore. We have a guy in the clan. His name's Toast. He was over, he's in the military. He was um, over in Iraq during Witch Queen Drop the yep. whole time. He just recently just came back uh, two weeks ago, two weekends ago whatever and he's like doing the same thing he's like i I can't get back dude dude took him like six days he's already if he went from 1350 to like 1555 or something like that in a week so like you know like master dungeons and stuff are still you know outside of his range but that's it's in striking distance and and it wasn't even like six days of constant play you know he's just kind of dipping in the evenings and doing stuff with us and he's rapidly getting where he needs to be um, I, I think there's a future too where Destiny even flattens that power grind even more. Even right now, the seasonal like get back to the top level again stuff. I'm like, do we really have to do this? I mean, the Castellum, they've already started experimenting with this where it's like, when you load into this, we're going to bump you to this level. Like, and the thing's going on. If the thing's it. not going on, okay, cool. Your guys are a little bit tougher to deal with. But as soon as the event starts, you're back to on par basically. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I think in, in everything, but the highest of high level content, I think that's fine. Like, I really don't think that should matter. You know, if somebody wants to get in and do a regular ass duality dungeon with a couple of friends, I, I don't think it should make a difference that they're 1540 or whatever. Nope. Yeah, um, speaking like, of doing a regular ass duality dungeon, I need to do that. Maybe I'll get that done this weekend too. I still have not stepped into that and it looks like it's a lot of fun. It's fun yeah, until you get to the boss fight. <laughs> yeah, the boss fight at the end is just kind of a mess. I don't know. It's fun. I mean, it's cool, but there's just they're introducing so many new mechanics all at once that there's just a lot of shit that can go wrong that's totally outside of your control. Well, as a um, very, uh, let's say, composed and relaxed pe- person when people screw up mechanics, uh, I'm sure I'll be fine with it. I was gonna say, let me know when you <laughs> let me know when you're running because I want to run it again. Until you made that sentence, and I'm like, yeah, I'll just I'll let you yell at someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like last night we raided, and Ricky had never uh, Sir Psycho Sexy had never completed uh, Disciple, and uh, we ran through, and he did great. And I was not a butthole about any of it. And 
I feel like it was a very successful run. <laughs> I feel I feel like you're telling us this because he had fucked up a lot and you felt like it was justified to yell at him. No, actually he didn't. He did fine. Okay. Uh, really <laughs> the biggest problem we had at the end was we kept either doing too much DPS or not enough and we'd get to a couple of times we got to final stand when nobody had any ammo or supers. Oh, and it was like yeah. that sucks. Right? Looks like we're going to wipe now. And then a bunch of other times we didn't get there fast enough. And it was like, so I finally put Divinity on. And I'm like, man, I am. I now realize that Divinity isn't necessarily the easy job that I always thought it was. Because, like, keeping it on the guy while not getting dead and not walking off the map is way more difficult than I thought it would be. As I got dead a couple of times. I kept having a thing last night where, uh, you know, Rolk would do his, like, shooting the laser things, and he would, like, stop and shoot it, and I would move to a spot where it wasn't there, and then he'd teleport, like, two feet in the direction, so I'm standing right in the middle of the thing. So I'm like, I intentionally put myself in a spot where he couldn't hit me, and then he just moved midway, and I'm in the middle of the beam, and I'm like, cool, now I'm dead. Love it. Do you think it was like a connection thing or what do you think it was? Yeah, I think it was probably a connection thing, like just the way it happened. So probably good that I went to be the Divinity Boy so I could just put it on him and let the uh, bubble build because I missed a bunch of golden gun shots too. That <laughs> I mean, I also miss golden gun shots, so I can't blame that on connection, but it felt uh, like should, I was right on him. <laughs> you running Blade Barrage. Well... Not if I'm running Divinity, right? I want to be yeah, able to. You should ju- still run Play Barrage. You don't. You don't need the exotic um, chess piece or whatever. You can still get hella damage, especially if you have the radiant like power boost up dodge. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking with uh, Nighthawk and Celest or Celestial Nighthawk and the Precision one. Get the bubble up, pop it, shoot, and then get the bubble back on for everyone else, right? Like again, I mean, you you could my goal do it that is to keep fast. the crit bubble up as fast as possible. But I mean, when we when we've been running, I've had I've consistently had the highest DPS, and that's oh, just if I'm not running Divinity, I run Blade Barrage. Okay. I was just running it solely for Divinity to try to do it as quickly as possible to get the Divinity back on somebody. So I don't know. It was it was fun. We had a lot of fun. Uh the thing that always killed us for the longest time, that third section in the raid, is no longer that difficult. Everyone sort of figured it out now. Mm-hmm. No, it goes. So. It's like uh, it's like chaos mode in the uh, in uh, Deepstone. <laughs> oh, God, I right? love chaos it's, mode in Deepstone. It's just Stone. like running chaos mode. Everybody just grabs something. If you get <laughs> locked out, somebody else is going to pick it up. Don't worry. <laughs> yep, there's no set rules. Just whoever grabs it first. Yeah. We haven't reached that spot yet, though. Chaos mode is fun. Oh, anybody play anything else this week, or have other stuff they want to talk about in Destiny? I got a new game. For oh, yeah. what'd you get? What'd you get? I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, and I believe it's open to everyone. Um, I don't know who made it, but. I don't think it's Konami who owns it. Well, maybe it is. No, uh-uh. uh, but anyways, this company made basically the arcade version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and kind of updated it with some certain things. Um, Gamera it's, it's, Games. Gamera Games. It's, 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 a, it's a fun time. It's 
only like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Um, but if you can find, I mean, the way we found it, what, what day was it? Uh, Juneteenth, the day we had it all off. We're just fucking around and we're just like, oh, Ninja Turtles out here. Let's go buy it. It's only 20 bucks. Sure. Got nothing else to do. You know, it's a Monday in Destiny world. It's usually kind of dead anyways. So me and a couple of guys started playing it and we just had a ball playing it. Just reminiscing the good old days of the arcade room and pumping quarters in that machine. But it's super fun. You can get up to six people in the game, too, which is pretty insane. It looks really rad. Like uh, the the graphics look like really awesome. It's like OG graphics, but like at higher frames, if that makes yeah, sense. And, and they look clean. Like it's yep. like clean OG graphics. Clean. Like they purposely yeah. put the pixel borders in there, but it's higher def. But it's a hell of a time. Good time. It's the story mode is not long. It's probably three three hours yeah, two, three right. hours if you're just kind of leisurely taking your way through it three's but probably, probably they also hard. they also have challenges anything go back and play through and do all that stuff so um that's kind of been my offshoot game now um it's from the same people i don't know if any of you guys played the scott pilgrim versus the world game that they put out back on 360 um and it was a very much it was it was basically like a river city ransom inspired side-scrolling brawler as well so but it too had like really nice very clean pixel graphics i mean it's it's a loving tribute to those tmnt arcade games but with sort of modern mechanical sensibilities there's actually i I don't if you remember this davis but there's like a 21 step tutorial that teaches you all of the various like fighting mechanics that are in there it's actually a bit extreme i was like whoa calm down like I can figure some stuff out, right? You know, it's like being like starting up Street Fighter and being like down forward circle plus X. You know, it's like <laughs> that kind of thing, and they take you through all of it. But it is nice because there's like air juggles and all kinds of cool stuff you can do. Um, and then, like David said, you can have six players simultaneously, which is mayhem, but it's mm-hmm. really fun. Um, and there's like a uh, a character unlock system. So as you do certain things and complete certain challenges, you unlock additional characters. So like when you beat the game the first time, you get Casey Jones, so you can now play as him, that kind of stuff. So, do you, when you play with six people, does it lock out that character? Or can you all be Michelangelo? I think you have to be the single character. I don't think. Yeah, well, I think it locks. Yeah, it does lock. Interesting. <clears throat> and then you they just... all have like ninja ultimates too. So I don't know if you'd want a bunch of people doing those at the same time or yeah. Anything. Like everyone was fighting over, I think Raphael and Michelangelo. I was like, fuck it. I'll just be Donatello. And he had, literally and, my two least favorite. And so... he, he ended up with like the best, like super of the whole fucking thing. He does this dome thing, which of course, bubble bro, bubble Titan, well, <laughs> bubble Titans forever. Perfect for me. But it was doing some even purple wicked damage. I was like, holy shit. So hmm. it's a really fun game. That's cool. And the six players just the story mode, I'm guessing. Or is it uh, like you can go into have, an arcade mode? They have arcade mode too, where you can just do the the missions or whatever and just stick around. Um, One more thing I'll throw in there is that the soundtrack is is kick ass. Yes. Yep. Yep. The th- they had Mike Patton from Faith No More come in and redo the theme song, and it's amazing. That's cool. And, yeah, and then they had what was it Ghostface Killer and Raekwon 
did mm-hmm. a custom track. Yeah, they did a trial of the stages. Yeah, they did and, it uh, during the boss, the final boss fight. When you the final boss Shredder. fight, yeah, that's right. And and that's a really good song. And yeah. then they it's actually just, did one called "Panic in the Sky." I think it plays during a sky level, and it's like that '90s, like just grindy, um, you know, TMNT arcade music. But they did lyrics <laughs> over the top of it that are insane. So it's it's actually a pretty solid soundtrack. Um, in addition to to everything else, they actually had some really cool tracks. The the Patton's remix of the original theme song is actually is really good. Like it's a fantastic one. I'll have to check this out. The uh, game soundtrack is on Spotify. Yes. So, yeah. Huh. Cool. That's super cool. I want to play that. I I love that game. Like if that like if we're talking arcade games, are you gonna put quarters into? Um, I like pinball machines, and I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one and the X Men arcade game were the two. Oh yeah, main ones that I I played a ton of. Yeah, X Men was X Men was right up there for me too. Totally. Um, anything else, Davis? That nope. you've been playing? Nope. That's it. I did. I I don't think I mentioned this, or maybe I alluded to it, but I did finally craft my Ostringer. I know I talked about that last episode, but I got, you got it up there high enough to put the stuff you wanted on it. Yeah, it feels it feels dirty. Yeah, even like, mediocre rolls of that gun are brutal. Like yeah, it's, it, it feels so good. Yeah, I'm very happy that they put a nice craftable weapon in there. Um, cool, cool, cool. Let's see. Uh, fitness contest. We uh are getting close to last legs of it, right? So yeah. in like two weeks or something like that. Yes. We'll, yeah. We'll have to do. We'll have to do another one because shit seems to be going well for people. So. Good stuff. We're getting there. I'm yeah, not, no. uh, I got it, dude. I haven't had huge numbers, but I've I've stopped the negatives and I've been focusing a lot more. So it's been good. Yeah, I was traveling this past weekend, so I was. I told my cousins before going up to his place, I was like, I'm probably not going to drink a lot of beer because we've been trying to lose weight and doing this fitness thing and training. And uh, man, that fucking lasted like a half a day. And then we just drank all the beer for the rest of the time I was up there. <laughs> so, uh, but I got to get serious because I was, I was thinking about tonight. I'm only like six weeks away from flying out to Seattle to hang out with Panda and runs. And that's, <laughs> that's going to kick my butt if I don't start getting serious about training. So we'll get something else going. Yeah, I went shoe shopping last weekend. We don't need to talk about it a ton, but they've helped a lot for letting my legs heal from long walks i ended up uh putting up my highest step day in like two years last weekend on sunday okay, just dude. because and then i was able to you know follow it up with another couple of good days afterwards so getting out and wandering very helpful yeah it's amazing what proper footwear will do for you if you don't mind me asking what what kind of shoes did you find because I'm, uh, I'm always I've, i'm a shoe guy yeah I, I like uh Okay. I did the uh, Speed Goat Five for my trail shoes, and then my my street shoes. What did I end up going with? The Cliftons. Uh, Clifton Eights, yeah. So, nice. yep. And so we're gonna take tomorrow afternoon off and head into the state park, probably by myself because I don't want to deal with the dog and wandering around for a couple hours. Uh, just 
up and down the hills. So we'll get the speed goats a good workout tomorrow. They're they're great, man. I ran in them this past weekend when we ran those waterfalls and stuff in Michigan, and they're they're a solid shoe. Climbed a lot of fucking rock. Nice. Uh, uh, I will throw out one more game real quick. Sorry. Oh I, yeah. I, I no, no, don't it be before. Um, <laughs> it's it's a small one, and it's it's actually free. You can play it on itch.io, um, but it's uh, called Vampire Survivors. And uh, several podcasts that I listen to have been talking about it, but it's it's a reverse bullet hell game where uh, it's heavily themed after Castlevania. Like like okay. they were they're just ripping off Castlevania in terms of the visual style, like eight bit original mm-hmm. NES Castlevania. But it's it's a top down game. Your character's like in the center of the screen. You you move around and stuff. But basically, you acquire powers, you level up, and you get abilities that are all based on the old Castlevania abilities. So, like, you've got a boomerang you can throw. You've got the holy, you know, the Bible that circles around you and kills things. And basically, your your mission is to craft enough powers and abilities to fight off a constant onslaught of enemies that are rushing at you. So, like, instead of, like, in, a, in like, Gradius, where you're the ship and you're avoiding all the bullets, you are the ship creating all the bullets. And you're trying to kill everything that's trying to get close to you. Um, and it's it's very interesting. It's run-based. There's a little bit of outside progression where you can, you know, like you earn gold or something as you play. And then you can apply that to, you know, get some health regen going or increase your damage output, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but you have all these different Castlevania-inspired characters. Like the main dude's obviously like Simon Belmont. And then you've got... Um, you know, somebody based on one of the wizard characters and then you, and they all have different like starting powers and abilities and stuff. And so it's a really fun, just kind of, I'm not going to say mindless because it does require quite a bit of concentration as you're sort of putting everything together. But I mean, the ultimate goal is to be able to stand in the middle of the screen and not move and kill everything as it's coming at you. Oh, and so it's, it's, cool. it's, it's an interesting sort of inversion of that type of game. And it's, it's surprisingly fun. Uh, I bought it on Steam. It's like three bucks or something uh, if you want to buy the Steam version. But you can play it for free in your web browser on itch.io. Just look for Vampire Survivors. And it's it's a fun little, like, you know, if you've got 10 minutes to kill before recording a podcast or something, you can do a quick mm-hmm. run and see how far you get kind of thing. Um, there's actually a mechanic in most of the levels. If you survive 30 minutes, uh, death just shows up and he just kills you. you know? like, <laughs> you're done now, right? You survive 30 minutes, you win the game, oh, death appears, like, runs at you, and just murders you instantly, you know? What was the fucking snowboard game or the skiing game where the, the Yeti would find you going down down the hill? Oh, God. I oh, yeah. Uh, I really loved that game, I feel like. Uh, yeah, it was great. Was that an old NES game? No, it was computer, wasn't it? Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a computer game. Was that was it? Uh, it wasn't SSX tricky. No. Oh, no, I, know like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Uh, I can't remember. The... But it was like, yeah, there was like pine trees, maybe a rabbit that you could jump over. Was logs. it ski free? Yes, it was yeah. absolutely. And it was like, it was like a top, yeah. It was like a yeah. And then yeah. You were like skiing up. And and you could just kind of go forever if you were good enough, and right. then eventually, no, yeah, the yeti would yeah, show up, and he would yeti be like, would "Nope, you're you. done here." Yeah. Yep. Yep. You I could not outrun the yeti. Yep. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, so Vampire Survivors is is really good. It's a lot of fun, awesome. um, especially for being like a free game that you could just just go play. You know. 
that is the way to do it, man. There's yeah, so many good I, games out there. Uh, Joe Pa writes, who, if you're in the Destiny community, you've probably seen stuff from him eventually, but uh, he suggested if you liked Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, you could play Arbiter Seal, uh, which is, or Fell Seal, Arbiter's Mark, um, which was like 75% off on Steam, so I bought that, and uh, yep, it's a lot like Final Fantasy Tactics, and I've been crushing on that quite a bit lately, too, as my go-to game to play when I have a little bit of time. Just one or two fights, and then move on with life. Um, but it's a nice art style. I like that. That's yeah, really and it's, it's you know, those turn-based RPGs, you know, and it's a lot of fun. Although, I have found in the past, I get frustrated when we get to higher level difficulties on uh, turn-based tactical RPGs, so I'm not to the higher levels yet. But we'll see if I keep playing or if I get frustrated <laughs> the first time I lose a fight and I'm like, fuck this game, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here. But it was a very, very nice suggestion for $7.50. Cool. Dope. Um, should we add music to the playlist? Yeah, probably about that, that time. That, We're that late. time of night. I'm taking a half day tomorrow, but uh, I still should probably get some sleep. We're like two something hours in. I know I was going to, I was going to try and get up early, but uh, I probably won't do that. I'll probably just run through the fucking heat and hate my life. The Germans will be online shortly, so hopefully they won't have any issues for me to deal with. <laughs> um, what does our good buddy Ben have for us today? The District Sleeps Alone by the Postal Service. Good track. Um, got it. Wow, there's like a lot of remixes of this song, too. Yeah, well, he put the link for the specific remix he wanted. Oh, did he get a remix? Oh, he did grab the remix. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> so maybe he didn't get it. Oh, it's remastered, not remixed. Remastered. Oh, cool. I just saw the re in the. Yeah, uh, I did. I did too. Part. That's. <laughs> I thought. I thought it. It was that. I'll make sure to delete the other one. Okay, got it. Remastered, tenth anniversary edition. Okay, cool. Um. How about Dixie? What do you got for us? Um, I've got Born on a Day the Sun Didn't Rise by the band Black Moth Super Rainbow. Um, it's uh, sort of an, an electronica synth heavy kind of thing, but with a really good backbeat to it. Um, it's a, a guy named Thomas Feck, uh, who his solo name is Tobacco, which I recommend all of his stuff as well. But um, Black Moth Super Rainbow is his sort of like band that he's put together with other like-minded individuals and uh, i actually got to see him in st louis uh right before the pandemic hit and it was an awesome awesome show in a tiny tiny little place there were like 100 people there so it was super cool um but they're great like really solid band really interesting sound so highly recommended nice awesome uh davis what kind of death metal do you have for us tonight as your resident heavy metal slash hard rock um, enthusiast that needs to jazz up your playlist, 
What era of Avenged Sevenfold are you recommending today? There is a song that just came out last Friday from the band I included on your playlist before. The band's called Spirit Box. And song I actually called- really like the Spirit Box songs you put on before, by the way. Yeah, it's dope. This one, they just came out. This one is called Rotoscope. Um, it is very. You remember the '90s band grunt or um garbage? Yeah, um, that tone is. She does this tone representing. By the way, on garbage does this tone with it, and then all of a sudden it smacks you in the fucking face with the screaming. It's pretty amazing song. So check it out. That's cool. I know it's cool, Fluffy. You'll enjoy it. I'm I'm excited. I don't hope skip I it, it like you always do, Fluffy. I don't always skip the rock song. You know what's funny is a lot, there's very few songs that I will skip. Uh, mm-hmm. We were listening to. I just told my cousin to pick a number one, two, or three because we left for Michigan at four something a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, he went with day two. And so we were listening to day two playlist driving up and um, I was like, yeah, he made a comment about like the playlist. And I was like, I really like this playlist a lot, except for when the wrestling songs come on. I'm like, there's only a few songs that really suck. And like literally the next song was a fucking Macho Man Randy Savage song. I was like, God fucking damn it. And we're listening to it. And the volume was, we were talking about stuff at that point. And so the volume was kind of down and I turned it up and I'm like, this is Macho Man, dude. I'm like, I was, I was just talking about the wrestling song and it was the chorus part. He's like, this doesn't sound like Macho Man. And then the second verse comes in <laughs> and he's so fucking bad, dude, because he just talks like he just talks in his voice. Like there's no singing or rapping trying to happen. Oh, I was just well, and on day two, the only one I put on is Perfect Friend. So it's just the his homage yes. to Kurt Henning. Uh, it was perfect. Yeah, perfect. I know it was. It was not. It was not great. Um, yeah, it was. It was not great. So, anyways, um, more of the, or, or point of the story being that I I've grown to love some of the heavy metal. Um, the Elmer Fudd has delivered some greatness too mm-hmm. with his Norsk uh, metal. So, yeah, that Norse metal is that stuff is fun. Like, dude, it's it's then, on a completely different level from what you know, like American metal is. Like, it's it's, it's dude, yeah, awesome. We were we were jamming out to Valhalla pretty hardcore in the car. He's it's like, this sounds like a ch-. he's like, this sounds like a church song. I'm like, this just totally, wait. <laughs> this totally sounds like a church song, and it keeps getting better. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I'll throw All one right. out. You know, I know I already gave my song, but I'll throw one more out. It doesn't have to be on the playlist, but just for discussion. Uh, it's a, actually a Scottish metal band called Bleed From Within. Um, oh, yeah. Their song, I Am Damnation, uh, which is I think is off their last album. They've got a new album out, too, that's pretty good. But um, that song's great. Like, it's a, it's a really solid metal track. And you and you just don't expect Scottish metal, right? Like, it's not like you go like, ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the incredible metal scene in Scotland. Uh, but they're, they, they kick ass. They're a really solid band. You said I am damnation is the name of the song and the band is bleed, bleed from, from within. within. Yeah. 
That's so weird. I literally just added that song to the playlist. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, sweet. Doubling up on the metal. Um, Admiral Nips, what do you got for us? Well, I had a suggestion, but then Davis mentioned garbage, and that took me back to oh, I saw churches on the 13th of June. Uh, or nice. 14th of June, like right before my birthday. It was my like, one of my birthday gifts was uh, tickets to churches. And they're Scottish, and Shirley Manson's Scottish, uh, but the band Garbage was uh, uh, founded in Madison, Wisconsin. So she's like, was super excited to be in Madison and talked up, you know, the spiritual home of Garbage, which was one of her favorite singers. So we'll go with uh, It Only Happens When It Rains by Garbage. Good song. I may or may not have been playing that while you were talking. Because <laughs> I, I was like, if he doesn't pick garbage, I'm totally going to pick a garbage song to go on the playlist. <laughs> We've talked about them way too ne- too much tonight. <laughs> right, well, it was either going to be that or Stupid Girl. So. Oh, that's such a good song, too. Mm. It was too. I actually did see them live on my birthday last year. That was my wife's birthday present. Was, uh, oh, that's it was, cool. It was the garbage and Alanis Morris that they needed to where they were show. doing. Yeah, it was awesome. Shirley Manson, it was like their first show post-pandemic, and she was just jazzed, man. She was having such a great time. Um, she honestly, I mean, and Alanis was like great and stuff, like you know, she's Alanis Morissette, but um honestly, Garbage and Shirley Manson were way better. Like their energy was great. Apparently, Shirley Manson's husband is from St. Louis. Like, yeah. and he's oh. he's like their tech roadie dude. Um, and, uh, and so she brought him out and she was just like, I love this city. They gave me the man I love. You know, she was just like going crazy. It was great. She, she was awesome. My daughter fell in love with, we took, you know, my, my oldest daughter with us and she was like, I love this band. I want everything about this band. So yeah, it was, it was a great show. Like garbage is still like a very, very good band to see live. Yeah. uh, As somebody who not doesn't go to concerts very often and has started going a bit more since I started dating somebody who loves going to concerts. It is mind blowing to me. Sometimes when I go to a concert and I see like the age ranges and demographics of people who are at a show and it was just like, yeah. that was the, the church's concert. There were like little kids there. I'm like, what little kids are listening to churches? And like, <laughs> they were like totally dressed up and all the gear and stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm glad you like it because it's great music, but uh, it's just kind of crazy to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, we took my kids' first concert was uh, the Shins. We took them to see the Shins uh, live at a little venue in St. Louis or mid-sized, yeah. and and it I was it was really solid. They 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 kind of broke up after Port of Morrow, their album that came out in the like early 2010s. Uh, like the band broke up. Like the dude is still playing, and he calls himself the Shins, but it's a little different. But they're still solid. I mean, and their older stuff is really good. So, yeah, that's been a while. Definitely been a while since I've heard them. Okay, I suppose I, I need to fucking pick something, huh? That's that really going back and forth. Um. <sighs> we don't have a lot of offspring on this playlist, so let's just go with Americana. I like it. Maybe it will inspire someone to also get their PhD in chemistry. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really like, I've always been a fan of offspring. I mean, I, I 
had some, oh Jesus Christ, I added the whole album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I had the yeah, Smash I, album back in the day, and I, I love that. The only was on day one is the kids aren't all right. And that's yeah, on, I'm pretty sure I added that too. Yeah, that was a good pick. It's one of my uh, favorites on day one when it comes up because I just never listened to them, and I'm like, oh, right. They were huge when I was at that age where music mattered to me. Dude, they just, he just has like a voice. Like, yep. singular. Just, yeah. Yeah. He just has that unique voice, and, and there's just something about it. Like, I don't know. I like his shit. I always have been a fanboy of his, though. So, I'm, uh, I'm slowly removing the entire album from the playlist. Um, I'm glad I went and looked because I don't always go and look. So I went and looked and noticed that puts us at 17 hours. Exactly. 265 songs. Yeah. Nice. Getting close to that 24 hour mark. Not that close though. (laughs) Six hours and 55 minutes is a long time still. Yeah. Plenty of room for additional amazing tracks. Right? Oh, those clowns already in Downcast decided that they uh they needed to change their music rules because their podcast is or their uh playlist is getting unwieldy, so they need to put less songs on now. Who'd have seen that one coming? I dude. I like when they said that I'm like, oh, this is great. I can make jokes about us making jokes about them. <laughs> 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 yeah made me happy um and and of course like the fact that they they announced that on the show that i'm on made it even better because we've been giving them shit about that since they fucking started so so if you're ever a guest on guardian downcast make sure you're able to put 27 songs on mm-hmm. like, yep we'll do hey don't <laughs> don't hurt my feelings because you guys <laughs> made mistakes early allow me to make for fix if you're ever guest on this show, whoever invited you probably was just sacrifice sacrificing you for their dues. So uh, <laughs> really question your friendships. <laughs> on a completely unrelated note, thanks for joining us tonight, Dixie. I appreciate having you here for the first hey, time. Hey, man, it's been a blast. Like I said, awesome, awesome conversation. Like I said, always cool when we get a, an interesting twab to, to chat about and sort of break down a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's been great. Like I said, thanks for having me on. Davis, Davis also here. thank you for being a, a good sport with all the feet jokes. Hey, as, al- as always, I'm thankful for being here, even though you treat me like dog shit. Ah, uh, um, sir. I treat no, you, you like... Okay, semi-dog shit. I treat you like like dog leavens. Maybe not, maybe not the poop, but like... <laughs> You know, like some old like dog food, food that's maybe been sitting out for a day or two that the dog no, that's, is wild. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I just want to do a quick shout out. Um, since Dixie's here, um, whoever's listening, please check out Failure Peace Theater. Um, it is a really good podcast. He does a really good job. A lot of interesting movies. Um, a lot of horror sci-fi movies. Um, gets down to the bone to him. Um, as you know, he's very well spoken very yeah. good at what he does so please give him a listen get a couple downloads yeah i mean obviously I, just just from our exposure with him tonight like you you're good around the mic man so i'm sure the podcast <laughs> is pretty solid i plan to go check it out myself 
Yep. Yeah, no, I still, I'm, you know, still working on audio and trying to make it make it good. So now, you know, my like I said, my sister's overseas, so we're kind of like recording separate audio, and then I'm syncing it back up and trying to level everything. And her partner is is a professional audio engineer for Avalanche Games, so he actually okay. does sound design for them. So her setup is way nicer than mine. <laughs> like she's yeah, got yeah. a mixing board, she's everything's XLR. You know, it's it's beautiful. So she sends me all these like totally gainless. Uh, you know, beautiful tracks, and then I'm over here trying to be like I'm in this like echoey room. You know, it's like <laughs> God damn it. Um, but no, it's it's fun. Like it's it's a fun thing to to sort of figure some of that stuff out too, and and uh, you know, sort of like manage you know the the audio side of things. It's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a fun podcast. Like I said, it's it's really just you know if you want to get to know me and and you know my sister and all of the weird ass shit that we're into, you know, that's, that's pretty much the best way to do it. Cause that's really what the podcast is about. Just, we talk about movies too, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fun time. We have a really good time with it. And hopefully other people listening to it can also have fun. So. Awesome. It is, uh, lately we've been running into a lot more cinephiles on this, uh, show. So someday I think we'll probably have some more movie related content because we have, it has come out of the woodwork lately that we have a lot of friends who really obsess about movies, so it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be a thing. So you're on the list now of people who we know are goofy about movies. Yeah, I, I might have to a... bring you on so you can tell us what we're talking about is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to. That'd be great. I'll tell you a fun segment that would be if you wanted to still stay in like the video game realm. We've done this a little bit because we've done some video game adaptations, but you know, we're in existing in a time now where video game adaptations are like becoming a thing again. Like everybody's looking at video games to turn them into movies and TV shows and stuff like to do a short segment where you like look at, or maybe even a side podcast where you look at, you know, video specific video game adaptations and you know, what, what is, what went right, what went wrong, you know, that kind of stuff. Those, those, those could be really fun. And you'd still be able to like, you know, tie it in with your, you know, the, the gaming side of things. And, no, and how we're not. Yeah. We're not concerned about being on script. We uh we do some audio shows that are just just album music only. We did oh, sure. we and we did uh, all ten Fast and the Furious movies uh, yep. this year. Nice, yeah. Uh, nice is a word. Yep, <laughs> it was it was interesting. <laughs> it was, I loved it because I'm a big nerd. But uh, having to talk about them definitely uh, made me. Uh, let's say appreciate the later ones less than I had for just a watch as a thing in the background. Like once I had yeah. to actually talk about them uh, critically, I'm like, holy shit, these movies sucked. I mean, I loved yeah. them when I watched them the first time, but like yeah. Oh, yeah. critically talking about them, God, they are basura. Yeah. They, they, they struggle with being stories instead of action set pieces loosely strung together with people standing around in warehouses, talking to each other. I'm off now. <laughs> Yeah, um, but they are indeed about family. They're just—they're <laughs> the only thing that matters. I love—I love it whenever anyone makes a family joke too. Now about yeah, it's—it's uh, it's just the go-to, yeah. you know. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I think Vin Diesel is going to be saddled with that for the remainder of his career, which m- yep. maybe he deserves. It's fine, um, no big deal. We'll get another Riddick sequel at some point, I guess, and maybe he can make that about family too. Oof! <laughs> Oof! Oh, I love it. Uh, all right, I, gentlemen. It is just about midnight. Let's call it. All right. Sounds good. It's good. Um, yeah. Thanks for hanging out again. Um, for all of you who may not have been listening, go check out Failure Peace Theater. Um, 
And uh, yeah, we'll we'll have uh, show notes with links as well if you do not want to Google that yourself. So, Ben Davis, Dixie, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, man. It's been a blast. Thank you. Thank you.